the one and only Jack Dylan Grazer, the It sequel, Shazam, and much more, guys, yeah. here at Monster Mania. Thanks for talking with us. Thank you. Awesome. My name is Jack Dylan Grazer, and I'm on the Below the Belt Show. Ow! Ow! The Below the Belt Show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the Bad Boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. Yeah, that's right, guys. It's time for another episode of BTB Below the Belt in the Mother Effin' House. I'm your host, Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto, your host with the most, for another amazing show from top to bottom. So let's go ahead and introduce the room. Started with my co-host extraordinaire. That's right. He is the one and the only... Big Nick, a.k.a. The Captain. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your Captain speaking. Thank you for flying Air BTB. Make sure you keep your seatbelts on your back, or your seat backs up in the upright position and your tray tables in the position. I don't know if I want to get on that plane. You don't want to get on that plane, man. <laughs> you don't want to get on that plane. <laughs> Big What's Nick, up, everybody? great to have you back on BTB. Oh, yeah. We have a guest this week, a first time on Below the Belt show. Also, um, BTB only, Virgin. Yes, and he's only done, according to him, one or two podcasts, so hopefully he'll be able to get the hang of this. He's an actor I met on the set of Banshee in Pittsburgh, and then we got to see uh, see each other again on an amazing show called Servant on Servant. Apple TV. Ooh, Apple Here TV. Here to introduce actor extraordinaire Paul Wallace. Uh, thank you. Uh, nice to be on the show. Uh, I was also on the TV show The Outsiders. I don't know if you remember. Okay. That oh, cool. I don't think we worked together. The, uh, no. Outsiders, but I was, I, I was part of the Mountain family. I, was, I mean, I was, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. I was just kind of alluding to how we know each other. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, but now yeah, your outside their Outsiders gig was your claim to fame, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm even talking about maybe even possibly bringing it back to some way. I'm even uh, thinking about bringing it back in some way. Um. I have a bunch of actors on board that. Uh, no, is this uh, Outsiders like, like the jocks? This and was the on the WGN and Network. the Greasers Outsiders, or is this uh, what no, Outsiders? No, is no. This? So this is a WGN drama series that okay. only went, unfortunately, two seasons, yeah. right? Oh. Yeah, I mean, uh, the network got sold, so uh, they kind of went a different direction. Uh, oh, okay. It was about a mountain family who. Uh, Oh, lived, lived on this mountain. Yes, and this coal company was trying to take the mountain and kick I everybody do. off. Yep. Yeah. And I, I was one of the main family. Yes. No shit. You were on that. Yes. I. You know. I actually watched season one of that show. Oh, you were on that, that my, all the time. It freaking <laughs> clicked on. Just my freaking. See, we all just saying, "Gig, gig, yeah." 
Yeah. Now tell us. So you remember the mountain? You're part of the mountain people. Yes. Were you like featured? Did you have any dialogue per se? Or tell me. I was featured. I have a have a couple lines, but just minor, just maybe some chants and stuff. I mean. Okay. Just because where is filmed, they really then consider. Where'd they film it? Uh, they filmed in Pittsburgh, right behind the, the Montrealville Mall. Oh, cool. Where the zombie movie was. No shit. Well, that's rad. I fucking love that show. That is awesome. Yeah, Unfortunately, totally cool. it did not go more than two seasons. Aww. But, Paul, I guess um, let's talk a little, uh, shine the spotlight on Paul, if you will. A little bit. Um, to talk to, us, talk to us how you got into the uh, film and television industry. I always did like YouTube videos, um, fight choreography, uh, stunts, that kind of stuff. So nice. it's like I got in that way more or less. Nice. And then from so you got the choreography. So what was yes. your first project, and what was the project from there that you said, this is what I want to do? I mean, I did a lot on Veep. I was a uh, the main TV camera guy, like on nice. Mm, that's awesome. Like not the camera guy who was filming it, but the, you were the White ca- House camera guy. So it's like. There were scenes where I was just it was just me and Julia on set, so I That's thought that was awesome. kind of cool. And we'll That's be talking cool. about Veep a little bit because they had their swan song appearance on the Emmys, uh, which was a great uh, way to see the cast off uh, on that show. Um, so Veep was a lot of fun. I did uh, several seasons of that myself. Um, so from Veep, then you get into other things as well? Um, from Veep, I uh, also did uh, from Veep, let's see, uh, then I was uh, standing on the movie uh, Concussion. I was standing for Matt Willing. I actually oh, auditioned cool. for the role. I had to put on 80 pounds for that, like my initial audition, because I, I looked exactly like him, according to people who actually knew well, that's right. uh, Justin Strells, like who the character I was that's awesome. auditioning for. But. That's cool. Awesome, man. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun industry, and then we could talk a little bit about our shoot last Saturday, because, my God, because you were there, and I think I talked about it on the show, 13 hours... A night shoot, uninformed that it was a night shoot, but we had a blast on set. Obviously, we can't talk yeah, about what we did. We, uh, it's we, a secret. But we can talk about that. We, we work with the amazing Nell Tiger Free, who played Marcella Baratheon in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, she yeah. was awesome. She was a sweetheart. She, That's cool. And I was telling last week um, on the show. That, that I missed. That I wasn't here last week. Not, she was cool because we talked about you know living in London and how she says she doesn't like to watch her own acting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'm the same way. I mean, I watch, I watch The Outsiders because I like the show, but it's, it's like a good show. half the stuff I've been in, I've, I've never seen. Well, you're I mean, I was in a lot of episodes of House Cards, and to be honest with you, I've maybe watched one episode, and that's about it. So you're the same way. Yeah, it's just, I don't, I just don't, I, I think I'll critique myself too much. Mm-hmm. or if I, It's just not, I don't really care. It's not a big <laughs> deal to me. Al, do you watch yourself? Well, you got to, man, because yeah. you can only be able to critique yourself by watching your own work. You I, know? Yeah, okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, some, I mean, sometimes you can't help it, too. Because yeah. uh, if you go to multiple screenings and premieres, you're going to watch the same yeah. film screening again and again. So, um, But uh, I did want to throw out, guys, uh, a film that I appeared in will have... A Baltimore, Maryland screening, guys. What Death Leaves Behind. This is a critically acclaimed independent thriller film by Smash Pictures, Smash Entertainment Productions. Um, got to work with amazing producers. Chad Morton, who's been on this show. Rachel Afori, producer extraordinaire. Directed by Scott Hamilton. It stars actors Johnny Alonzo, Vincent Young from Beverly Hills 90210. Um, Aaron O'Brien uh, from the Netflix show Jailbait, um, cool. and yeah, cool. 
rest of a, a great cast. We're going to have a screening. And Al Celebrity Soda. Uh, yes, <laughs> I, I worked on it as well. <laughs> I have um, um, a day player role as well, worked in casting. So I helped uh, assist oh, cool. cast some of the roles in nice. uh, this film. You can go to whatdeathleavesbehind.com to uh, see all the screening uh, cities that uh, the film will be screening in. Cool. It's a limited theater um, engagement for What Death Leaves Behind. Look for the Arundel Mills screening on October 16th. So Below the Belt Show will not be recording on Wednesday, October 16th. We'll be probably recording on a Tuesday or Thursday in lieu of this premiere. Well, congratulations. Right. Well, I'll have to check awesome, it out. Man. Yeah, Wednesday, October 16th. Um, and I guess I should announce um, yours truly booked a principal role on a UPS um, digital project, both stills and video, um, which is a lot of fun. I, I filmed in Richmond, Virginia, and I'd like to give a shout-out to Sherry Bias and the Martin Agency for casting uh, me in this amazing project and also uh, for putting us up on Sunday so we could make it to set. Oh, that's awesome. Day. That's cool. So I think I was talking to yeah, you. Yeah, like you called me about it. So it was did a lot you have to wear those brown uniforms? Or <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they, I think they, 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 the focus was all – See, this is so th- there's no real spoilers or NDA with commercials. I guess I can – No, I, I don't think there is. Yeah, so, so, yeah, yeah, basically it's it's um, small business owners who, who oh, have done cool. well. So and nice. it's kind of like uh, showcases those uh, small business owners. Cool. And in our case – it was a, a radio host. <laughs> <laughs> Not what you'd think. And uh, I, I thought it was interesting that I got cast for this, but a motorcycle, mo- motorcycle shop owner. Hmm. Yeah. How <laughs> did I not get cast for that? I mean, I'm six foot seven, three hundred twenty pounds, and I look like a biker. <laughs> I know. I'm not gonna question it. I'm happy with the money. The money was great. So. Do you ride a bike? I ride a bicycle, but I do not ride a motorcycle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have not uh, sat on a motorcycle that was running ever. <laughs> so, uh, either of you have rid- rode a motorcycle? Um, I have before. Okay. Not recently. Um, okay. The last time, as I said, when I was standing on concussion day, they actually, it was kind of cool. They brought the real Justin Strelzig. Of course, he passed away. They brought his real motorcycle set. Um they were going to have me ride it, but then Matt said he wanted to ride it. So, okay. of course, he's a, he's right. a, he has the main role, so he got to ride. But I thought that was cool and a good tribute to, to the football player who passed away. So Yeah, concussion, yeah. I know yeah. That, that shot uh, in Philadelphia or No, that, sound, that shot Pittsburgh. in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. And okay. the funny thing is I did a lot of my scenes with David Morris because his stand-in wasn't doing a great job, so he just became his own stand-in. So okay. I was sitting in the car with David Morris most to shoot. Okay. And you guys were on the Outsiders together. Yep, I actually had to tackle him a couple times. Nice. <laughs> That's he's awesome. a big. He looks like he's a he, big. He dude. is a big dude. He's a he's a probably about six five, maybe six six. Yeah, he he looks like a tall dude. Right. David Morse. Yes. That's so nice. uh, so Paul, uh, we're gonna uh, shift over to everything going on in the world of entertainment as we talk about stuff going on in Hollywood. Talk a little about the Emmy Awards, everything in movies and television and. And entertainment, pop culture, and okay. all that goes with it, here on Below the Belt Show. It is time for the Hollywood Report. <laughs> That's hot. That's bananas. That's off the chain. Yeah, that's right. Hollywood news here Hollywood. on Blue and views here on Below the Belt Show. Uh, before we get into that, just want to announce 
Our special call-in guest for this evening, guys, the amazing sequel to It Chapter 1 is It Chapter 2. Calling in tonight's show, we have actor Teach Grant, who played the adult Henry Bowers in the acclaimed horror film by the crazy mind of Stephen King. We're happy to welcome Treat Grant on tonight's show. Also, a little later in the program, I'm glad you're a wrestling fan, Paul, because we have a brother of one of our good friends, Johnny Alonzo, Jason Alonzo, who is uh, partnered up with um, Norris Jarman to promote a San Diego independent wrestling organization called Ground Zero Pro Wrestling. Cool. And they're going to talk about, um, yeah, what it takes to uh, to promote an independent wrestling promotion. They have a big event for our West Coast listeners, Saturday, September 28th, called Mama Said Knock You Out. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. we're going to talk to these guys about this uh, cool uh, promotion called Ground Zero. I was looking around, and they actually done some work with Rey Mysterio and Conan. So oh, that's I'm really curious cool. about that's that as cool. well. But that's later on in the program. So let's go ahead and start with entertainment news. Um, Big Nick, you know I always love to talk about Star Wars. Oh, hell yeah. To open up the show. And just for those out there listening, um, I'm surrounded by Star Wars t-shirts right now. <laughs> okay. And I did not get the memo. <laughs> oh, I'm, I didn't realize you were wearing one. Yeah, look at that. That's <laughs> awesome. I'm wearing Bill, Bill Murray tonight. Yeah, man. So you know what? They need to add him to the cast. <laughs> yeah, man. So Disney released a uh, new Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker TV spot during Sunday Night Football, which was like a br- abbreviated look of what we saw from the D3 trailer. Sure. Um, but also included the shocking double lightsaber the from double Rey. The double lightsaber shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I hope she's evil. That'd be so awesome. But it was just evil. great to see this on television because they've been using um, football to promote. I remember they did this for... Um, Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force sure. Awakens a while back, so they're doing the same thing, marketing um, Star Wars on, um, you know, on NFL. Well, do you think yeah. they're going to go with a Thursday night uh, NFL Star Wars uh, uniforms? <laughs> they could kind of like that. those color rush uniforms. They I mean, they, they probably do some bobbleheads tied into like you know. Well, they had those for baseball, right? right? So I mean. you, could they do it for NFL? I mean, they're going to do some marketing tie-in with with NFL and and the Star Wars uh, franchise, but I think it would be really awesome. To see that, but I I, I believe we're going to see another trailer because I think we just got it's just a sample, just a taste of what we're. I mean, it's expect. coming out in December, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't go. think they want to know what's going on. I think they're right. just. Gonna There's a lot of secrets with this one, man. You know. There's a lot of secrets, and I've read some fan theories. I guess we shouldn't. We don't want to allude to any fan theories because a lot of it turns out not to be true. Right. But um, I, you know, the only fan theory that I really believe is true is there is a connection to Palpatine and Ray. I think so. There is a strong connection. Whether yeah, it's, I heard about that. I mean, so whether it's um, a blood relation, like a, a relative, or which, if which it's through another means, maybe that she was created by Palpatine. I don't know, but there's some several. There's several <laughs> fan theories going around about um, the parentage of Rey, and I believe Palpatine has a lot to do I with it. I sure hope so, because it's you know mm-hmm. they squander an opportunity in Episode Eight, right? You mean she's not a junk trader? Exactly. <laughs> so this is where I think they can, um, with that junk trader, nobody's family, yeah. it goes to what Palpatine said to Anakin in, I believe, episode two or three 
about Darth Plagueis the Wise. Episode three. Was it episode three? Okay. Yeah. Who was able to, um, you know, you can prevent people from dying. Yeah. You know, you can save yourself from death. Well, actually, I death. heard a fan theory that Palpatine's actually Darth Plagueis. But, I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. Mm. I don't know about that, but I heard in conjunction with that, as you know, Anakin's father is unknown. As you know, Shami Skywalker true. automatically, you know, miraculously is like the Mary Magdalene. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and gave birth to Anakin. <laughs> but we all know, you know, there's got to be takes, more to that story. Takes two to tango. So, which yep. I'm, wh- why I'm happy that Lucas was a consultant of this film. Maybe they're going to go back to that. Maybe I'm Palpatine happy. is indeed the father of Anakin Skywalker. So now it makes. Do you know what I think? Sense. They need a more more Povich character come yeah. and do a test. <laughs> And Sidious, you are the and father. S- and similarly, <laughs> using that Plagueis whatever mm-hmm. powers that he has is able to somehow also create Ray from that junk trader woman, whoever is a nobody. And sure, that's how. Yeah, that would be a nice done. twist. That would be, cool. be so a nice that, twist. That's the theory. And it's, I've a, heard. it's a great way to Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So, I mean, obviously, you, you can't undo what Ryan's done. Yes, you, you can. can. Well, you can. You can salvage. Wait, I have an you idea. Can't, you can't. You can salvage. But you can't wait, undo wait. It. What about you can't this? Undo his film. Yeah. What if that was all Finn's dream when he was in the coma? Yeah. That never really happened. That never happened. That would be a perfect. <laughs> I think I like this guy. I like this guy. <laughs> Finn's still asleep. This is just his dream. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> Rise, the last movie so, does not exist. It does not. Yeah. So what I love about this trailer that we saw um, during um, evil Sunday Night Football <laughs> was a g- glimpse of Leia as well. Oh, yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. I am so curious how they handle this one. Yeah. They, they've been keeping this one very, very close to their, you know, close to themselves and not divulging anything. I mean, I this is, anything. I mean it's, it's supposed to be the end of the Skywalker saga, right? Yeah. So they got to... They yeah. got to really, I mean, like Avengers Endgame, man, they really got to hide all those spoilers. Right, right. So we'll have to wait and see, man. Yep. Knock on December wood. December 20th cannot come soon enough. J.J. Oh, Abrams, if you're listening. Nine, more than 19th. Cause don't fuck it up because we're all watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's talk about the DCEU, uh, the new The Batman film by Matt Reeves. Is it going to be a DCEU? It's going to be DCEU. Mm, that, yeah. That's really? what I heard. Yes. Really? I heard that we're setting DCEU, so I think it's going to be a lot better. Yeah. To, to a degree. degree. To a degree. Like the, Cause uh, they're Keep Wonder the, Woman and Aquaman. Yeah, right? the Batfleck, yeah, Ben Affleck version of Batman. Yeah, will you know obviously no more back tattoos. Right. Yep. So I think there's going to be certain films that tie in, but okay. as long as there's no bat nipples, I'm fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the latest that Jonah Hill is in negotiations to play the Riddler. The Riddler. In Matt Reeves. Well, do you know what? I, I think he would yes. be a better penguin than the Riddler, to be honest. <laughs> He'd be a perfect penguin. <laughs> depends, depends what his weight is because it fluctuates. Right. He fluctuates. <laughs> but I heard he's doing jujitsu. Is he? Yeah. Jonah Hill? Yeah, Jonah Hill. That's Hill's probably doing a good way for so He's probably you know, keeping the weight down. But, you know, he, as you know, he's fluctuated from up and down. Oh, so. yeah. Um, but as you know, sparkly vampire himself, Robert Pattinson, is set to star as the Dark Knight. I'm okay with it. Um, and based on from what mm-hmm. critics have this? said about his okay. work in, in that we have, because a lot of people haven't seen his acting since Twilight. Right. He's a really good actor. He's a great actor, and he's, so been, a lot he's of done some, forget about some that, good stuff. You know? Yeah, I heard rumors that that's not even associated with the Ben Affleck Batman. It's a whole separate thing. I don't know if that's true or he, not. But yes, I think that's where the 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 it's like not tied into um, that Batman, but it is tied into DCEU. So we can see Gal Gal Gadot. We can see, um, we can see you know Jason Momoa appear. Mm-hmm. 
But obviously, Ben Affleck, that portion is probably... It's just gone, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder if they'll keep Jeremy Irons as Alfred. I'm not Damn. sure. Or I, Henry Cavill, for that matter. I mean, I know he's supposed to be out, Henry right? Cavill, he still wants to play um, Superman. Yeah, he should. So you know, he should be a mustache Superman to save a lot of hassle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that would be good, too. Exactly. Also, um, in negotiations, which I actually think he has uh, been cast officially, is Westworld star Jeffrey Wright. Uh, to play Commissioner Gordon. Oh, that would be awesome. I heard he was in talks. I didn't know if he got uh, Okay, yes. Got the okay, part. So, so you're right. He is in negotiations. Yeah. It's not a, yeah, yeah. We don't know if it's official yet. Don't know if it's official yet, but you um, know what? I'm okay with it because that guy's a fucking great actor. And as we all know, we mentioned on the show, it will have a rogues gallery in the first film. Instead of one main villain, there will be a several, oh, be awesome. several rogues gallery in Batman. So. That's cool. See, do you know what? I would love to be Lobo on one of those movies. Because <laughs> I, I look like Lobo. <laughs> I'm six foot seven, 320 you know? pounds, and I have the hair and everything. Yeah. Like, Our boy Lion Beck would, lo- lo- would love to be Lobo as yes. well. Like yes. the Cal- he calls himself the Cal Drogo of the DMV. <laughs> yep. I'm not sure you met Lion Beck with. You might have met yeah, him. Yeah, I met him a couple times. Oh, you yeah. met Lion. Oh, yeah. Yes. The Cal- yeah. Small world, man. We've I think everybody's met Lion. A Everybody shout out has. to Lion Beckwith, who's also a co-host on Below the Belt Show. He booked an amazing role on a TV series shooting in North Carolina. I think he posted it, so I guess I can't. I'll let him talk specifics about his role, but he's in North Carolina. Really? And, and he, um, yeah, the radar. This was, yeah, this is his uh, first um, major television principal role. Principal. Major. That's television. awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's so, awesome. I got to hit him up to say hi. So, yeah, so that's, that's a big awesome. deal. That's it a real a big, big deal. deal. So Good for him. Yeah. So uh, I was wondering why it's been, he's been so MIA lately. Go I know. Cal Droger of the DMV. Yeah. From the hood to Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood. Yep. All right. So the Joker, as you know, that comes out, I believe, this next fr- week. Next Friday, yes. Next Friday, yeah. Um, looks so, so good. That um, looks awesome. Yeah. So there was actually some controversy of course. surrounding Joker. Uh, it's criticized for offering an in death portrait of a mass killer and the studio hit back at suggestions but isn't that, that what the glamorizing. joker is the joker is a um, yeah exactly yeah a mass murderer yeah um well the, you know what they're really concerned about is the um the the dark knight rises shooting in aurora colorado that happened in 2012 yeah where um so many people yeah. uh, you know died uh, tragically in that that act of terror um supposedly the family members of the victims of that mass shooting wrote to Warner Brothers expressing concerns about the upcoming release. But um, that was just some goofball that just kind of... Yeah. I mean, it's like... It, they they so. can't expect I mean, that if to that's, happen. I mean, like, if, if that's the, the rhetoric, then, then just about any R-rated violent movie should not be made. Yeah. Because that's essentially what their argument is, that, oh, it's a violent movie and someone's going to do something. Yeah, look, look at the Devil's Rejects. It's like... Yeah. Mm, uh, look at the Devil's Rejects. It's like... What are people going to go copy them now? It's yeah. like it's just not. It's just nonsense. Yeah, and the, another thing is that um, it really actually it only has to do with the fact that it is in the Batman universe. Yeah. I think if, if it wasn't, and that's why there's you know that controversy with the Aurora Colorado shoes yeah. because it's a Batman movie and this is a character in the Batman universe. I mean, so I can go. see. But to, by the way, play, go, ahead, go ahead. Okay, Devil's Advocate is that there it is. That's Superman. Technically killed more people than anybody else during that final battle, but people forget about that. Okay, it's true. Wow. Okay, that's that, that's a good that's a good point. That's a good point. I was to continue the devil's but, advocate, but mm-hmm. is the Superman movie linked to any actual mass murderers? Um, as far as I know, yeah, no. So no, exactly. That's again going back to a wrong. Now the mustache is a different story. <laughs> yes, yeah. that was that was crazy. Uh, moving on, Jurassic. Oh, 
Park news. This is huge for the third Jurassic World uh, film. They're going tying into in the, space. Well, no, they're tying no, in the original. Not in space. They're tying in the original cast to the third film. Did they get Sam Neill finally? Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum. Hell yeah! Will be returning to the franchise they made famous in '93. Finally, along with Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. We're talking the biggest. That's the big one. The oh, biggest. This is Jurassic Park six. This is well. This is uh, technically three, but I know you know, like it's <laughs> Jurassic Park. 6. But if you if you want to include include the other movies, yeah. So there's, there's uh, three Jurassic Park movies, correct? Yes, there are. So then yes, you could call that the. But sixth this one is. Franchise. Aren't they in the real world this time? Which everybody wanted to see in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, and what's great about this? Yes, since you could say six. I love tie-ins, and it ties yeah. in the first three films. To uh, you know these yeah. new now, films. Now Jeff great. Goldblum was did have a cameo in the he second did. one. He yes. did. And he he'll did. Be, yes, and he played him. He played the same character. I so. hope it's. I hope they have more than just a cameo though. No, no. These these three actors will be a major. Will have a major role awesome. in this. Film. Okay, yeah. that's good. That makes yeah. me happy. Um, Col, uh, Colin Trevorrow will be directing. Cool. Um, oh, that's and awesome. Goldblum, um, Dern, and Neil reprising their roles as. Ellie Sattler, Alan Grant, and, I, and Ian um, or Ian Malcolm. Except as a so there you go. Okay, Goldblum is he just gonna be like, hey, I told you guys so. I mean, that's kind of what he's been saying every single movie. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that's his he's just gonna be Jeff Goldblum having a good time, yeah. and I'm alright with that. Jeff Goldblum's a man. I got to meet he's, him. He looks. He just seems like and, a rad dude. And, and his amazing wife uh, at the White House Correspondence Dinner. A couple, oh, that's awesome. A that's couple a, years ago, he was just a really cool guy, and I just had to. He seems like a rad dude. How such a great. And I said, like, Wow, your wife's lovely. He's like, isn't she? <laughs> I just couldn't help it. I'm sorry. Uh, I know, right? Have you seen him on uh, um, James Corden's Drop the Mic? Where he, him and James Corden rap battle? No, I it's guess hysterical. I should have, right? Check it out. I'll have to check, check that out. That's yeah. awesome. He was great on Thor also. Oh, yeah, he was fantastic dude, on Thor. Dude, I hope I hope he's back for the next Thor movie, God, Love and Thunder. I hope so. We'll have to wait and see. Yep. Um, so they're doing, as you know, um, a Cruella live-action film. Disney, as you know, wants to really? make all the animated classics into live-action. And they just added a new cast member, Kirby Howell. Baptist, uh, who had signed on to join Emma Stone, and as you know, Emma plays the the lead character. Emma Emma Stone is playing Cruella, Cruella Deville. Deville. Yeah, I might actually see this Disney remake. Are you a then. fan of? I'm Emma a Stone. big fan of Emma Stone. Yes, and yeah, I've gonna... not been a fan of the Disney remakes. Okay, I haven't. Aladdin, I thought was really good. I haven't seen any of them. Why don't you? You have to watch before you say you're not a fan, though. You can't. You can't make a false assessment see, until you've seen it. See, I it's, don't know. It's I mean, principle, man. Like it's no, like no, I have. No, no, I have no. the great memories of my childhood. That's okay. You and need, I don't want to. You have to watch it though. Nah. You can't yeah. say. Nah. I saw the previews with Will Smith as Papa Smurf, and I was like, Hey, I don't really. It was get right. that. I'm telling you, they were <laughs> good. Lion King. They, they too. were I very. No, it was very good. I. I I accept. I accept your opinion. And you're going to be able to watch it when you subscribe to Disney Plus. So you'll be able. This to, is true. You'll be you able know, to watch I might now. get around to watching all the remakes, but I haven't. Really, just because I didn't want to. Okay. All right. But see, but uh, they did a good job. Yeah, but yeah, but Aladdin can't be Aladdin without Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. Robin Williams is like he stole. Well, sure. Come on, we can't talk about bringing someone back who's already passed away. So, yeah, it's I mean, true. You can't. He's dead. Yeah. So I mean, you have to. You can CGI up. him. But you then you you could CGI yeah. him, but then let's let's yeah, face I guess it, you're right. you gotta have the voice, you gotta yeah, have the actor yeah. behind the voice. So, um, so 
Rest in peace. Um, so this is interesting. Universal's News of the World film is a historical drama starring Tom Hanks will hit theaters just in time for awards season on Christmas of 2020. Okay. Paul Greengrass is directing the film, which reunites Tom Hanks for the first time since Captain Phillips. Oh, wow. Okay. The other captain. The other captain. Yeah, which was a great film. You guys that was great, captain yeah. Phillips. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should bring that phrase back because that's another I thing. Should. Captain was I should. I think yeah, I might. I think that's your new captain. <laughs> I think I might. I'm the captain yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It's not phrase. So this film looks great. As you, as you know, Tom Hanks is always... He's always good. ...contributes yeah, to amazing films. Yeah, News yeah. in the World is based on the best-selling novel, novel by Paulette Giles set in the days following the Civil War. It charts the unlikely friendship between Captain Jefferson Kyle Kidd an early precursor to today's newscaster and the 10-year-old girl he is tasked with bringing to her relatives. They travel Hmm. hundreds of miles into the unforgiving wilderness. The two face tremendous challenges of both human and natural forces. Ooh, that's a very... That does sound good. That's very different kind of movie. Like, it's kind of going back to, like, his Road to Perdition Mm -hmm. style. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to be, if it's like a serious character or if it's supposed to be kind of comedy bubbly-ish. I would imagine it would be... I hope it's just because, like, his serious roles are like oh he's awesome awesome he's like I'll always remember him as like big and Woody from Toy Story or whatever right. but like <laughs> but don't forget Forrest Gump which is a, oh, a combination of both the comedic yeah but the comedic and the drama for me the comedic so. did outweigh the drum dr- the dramatic in Forrest Gump okay but if you've seen Road to Perdition mm-hmm. where he's just this stone cold killer and he's like this yeah. super stoic Tom Hanks right it's my it's one of my favorite roles of his right and of that course great. another great role he did uh, back in the day is Philadelphia yeah 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 that's he, another he did one did a great job another Tom Hanks so actually that. good just announced he will be receiving the Cecil B. DeMille Award at the upcoming Golden Globes in January. So they honor he's earned it. a legend yeah. in the industry. Yeah, he's yeah. deserved it. I'm he's mean, he's it. surprised he hasn't been, uh, in, you know. Have you met Tom Hanks? Yet. No, he is one that I have not met yet. Oh, man, yeah. he seems like a red dude. Yeah, I have never met him. I would have loved to worked on um, uh, the na- the mm-hmm. Fred Ro- the Mr. Rogers Neighborhood yeah. biopic which shot in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Did you get yeah. any work on that? I, I didn't put in for it. Okay. Yeah. I was like, hey, I don't think I, I can, fit the... I can kind of name drop Tom Hanks because yeah. a friend of mine from high school mm-hmm. became his personal assistant. Oh, okay. And like what, back when Facebook was a thing, right. like Tom Hanks had him in his top eight, my buddy Blake. Wow. Which was like, hey, that's cool. Yeah, but that, so I don't know Tom Hanks. Yeah, so again, yeah, um, super cool. Such such a great actor. Um, you can uh, check out Frozen 2's new trailer finally dropped. Um, for you Disney fans. Oh yeah, I'll be definitely seeing Frozen. Are you a Frozen 2. fan? <laughs> no, Are you no, sar- no. sarcasm uh, in your voice? <laughs> that is sarcasm in my voice. Yeah, <laughs> but you know it's it's a good trailer. I mean the animation's on point. I'm sure yeah, I will. Disney I will find really a way well. to watch it. Yeah, you watch Frozen two when it's live action. When it's on. <laughs> when it's on. There you go. They'll I'll, eventually there you go. Live when action. they get Emma Stone to play what's her face. <laughs> that's, that's, then I'll watch it. That's an incentive, right? There's the incentive. Yeah. Oh, this trailer looks really good. It's called The Rhythm Section. Stars the lovely Blake Lively. Oh man. Um, Paramount Pictures just dropped a uh, teaser trailer for this drama. Um, Stars uh, Sterling K. Brown and Jude Law as well. It's based on a novel by Mark Burnell. Cool. Um, so check it out. Um, all other trailers that have been dropped include Dark Waters, uh, which is Mark Ruffalo and Anne Hathaway's new drama by director Todd Haynes. Cool. Um, In the Shadow of the Moon from director uh, Jim Mickle, which stars Michael C. Hall and uh, Boyd Holbrook. 
Um, and Liam Neeson and Leslie Manville star in Ordinary Love. A trailer just dropped for that as well. Okay. Um, a couple things to look out for. And um, at the box office, the number one movie of the weekend, Downton Abbey. I never got into the Downton Abbey series. Me neither. Series, no, me neither. Nor I will ever wa- probably watch a movie. <laughs> Mrs. Captain is a big Downton she Abbey fan. She is a big fan? fan? Okay. Yeah, but... We, but uh, yeah, it's they, not a guy flick. It's just a... They have their fans. My God. No, they do. They're serious. This is the number one movie, and I thought this was a very... I thought it's specific audience, you know? It's a, yeah. It, too, was but a number one movie for two weeks in a row. I'll yeah. tell you where it ranked this week. So that was a number one movie. Well, wait, um, why, why is Rambo not higher? I mean, I worked with Stallone a couple times. He's <laughs> awesome. I mean, he deserves to be number one. Yeah, well, does. you'll be happy to know that um, the second place um, at, the, actually at the time of this release was at Astra. So Rambo actually took in third place. Oh, that's oh, disappointing. Man. I mean, third how place, yeah. Um, at the box office. At Astra, as you know, stars Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. And we were talking right before we went into yep. the air that I worked with Brad last Tuesday. I talked a lot of it on last week's show if you want to tune in. But again, super oh. cool guy. I met yep. Mr. Fight Club himself. Oh, that's yep. pretty cool. That's and, pretty cool. And that was awesome. What was that? Man. Was that on a top secret? Uh, this was the this was for the Jimmy Fallon, uh, Tonight Show Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, his, 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 his did it on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. It was good. Yeah, you can check it out on YouTube. Um, I bet he smells like citrus. <laughs> Well, somebody told somebody me just, he just sees. When like you say Emma Stone smells like something, okay, okay. But when you say like Brad Pitt or another guy smells like citrus, well, did you ever hear Brad a story Pitt. about Brad Pitt's it? not a fucking guy. He's, He's not a Brad guy. Pitt. <laughs> yeah, but did you ever hear a story about Brad Pitt? They say he uses wipes to clean himself. They say he doesn't shower. What? Yeah, that's I heard that like he a couple smells like times. Citrus, yes. then. So that's probably, probably why he smells like citrus. <laughs> <laughs> you said he smells like citrus. You say he smells like he smells like baby wipes. Baby wipes. I mean, that's what I heard. I mean, I heard this in a couple of interviews. When you get, you know. When you get as famous as Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. you can you get away with that. You can get away with it. <laughs> exactly. Yep. The number four movie was It Chapter 2, so still there the top is. of the box still office. Still top, top five. five. Still top and five. And, of course, we're going to interview the one and only Teach Grant. And cool. rounding up the top five is Hustlers with Jennifer Lopez. And Cardi B. And Cardi B, which I Where she plays herself. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> which I really, really do want to see, so... Um, but that's movies. Let's uh, talk a little bit about some Emmy news. Actually, you know what? I'm going to talk non-Emmy stuff and get back because our first guest we'll may get call back in. To the There's a lot of stuff to talk about in the Emmys, but let's. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, it was a great broadcast. It was on Fox, um, but we will get to that after. Well, well, you mentioned the Veep thing earlier. Maybe you yeah. Start with that. I mean, because they had their local ties here until I moved, but. Um, all right. Yeah. What was, you got? What you got? I, you know what? Because we have our guests calling in, um, I, I didn't want to cut to the Emmys and then come out. But, you know, we could start with them. What the hell? What the all hell? right. So the Emmys delivered big laughs. Um, it was actually a really entertaining show. They had no host, um, but they had um, a voice actor or an actor do comedic bits. Really? While um, the award recipients were uh, walking to the stage. Um, they actually started with... Uh, Bart Simpson, I'm sorry, Homer Simpson, hosting it because, you know, it's a Fox property. <laughs> sure. And then Homer Simpson gets injured, and then they try to get Anthony Anderson to save the day, and he doesn't want to host but instead wants to try to find a new host. Sure. He's stealing Emmys left and right. Like, yeah. Give it to his mom. <laughs> yeah, he's great. And then they announce Brian Cranston, the man mm-hmm. himself from Breaking Bad, uh, and then he kind of just introduces a show, but... 
he doesn't end up hosting the entire show. So that's too bad because I like Brian Cranston. A lot of people don't want to touch the hosting job anymore because after of the Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart controversy. Yeah, nobody wants their nope. Twitter feed investigated. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah, I, I think it's too far right now. You know what I mean? It's like if you did something twenty years ago, who cares? It's like whole, you're a different person now. The whole yeah. point is, is is to to do the monologue and talk mm-hmm. about current events and make it relevant. To the awards and the award recipients, and yeah. if, yep. you know you gotta use comedy, you gotta do jokes, and you gotta yeah, and you may offend someone, but it's a joke, you know. So people need to get like Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks is a great filmmaker, and it's, yeah. it's a shame he really can't go out and say yeah. what he what he wants to in his film. Yeah. It's like so. This is one uh, interesting thing they actually mentioned uh, shout, a surprise shout out to Felicity Huffman. Huh. Uh, as you know, oh, she's, yeah. she's oh, yeah. serving only fourteen <laughs> days. In prison for uh, her uh, scandal or uh, college entrance uh, scandal. What about Aunt Becky? What'd she get? Um, her trial hasn't come up yet. Oh, okay. Uh, they say she's going to get some time. Uh, oh, she's shit. pleading not guilty. So really? she'll probably. Yeah, I don't she, know. Oh, they'll throw see, the fucking book gonna, What's really funny she's gonna is be that. She should change her plea and, then, yeah. and probably maybe get the What's same What's hysterical sentence. about that is that she totally has an episode in Full House where she pays money to get her kids right. into school. <laughs> See, there you go. I right. have to check that episode so, out. Yeah. This is what the, the Emmy host said. So the, the Emmy host, well, this is the voiceover host. The voice sure, of sure, host. yeah. After Felicity was sentenced to 14 days in federal prison for her part in the nationwide college admission scandal, Felicity got a shady shout-out from Thomas Lemon. Okay. So he was the, okay, the yeah. announcer. So he said, it's not bragging if you're flea-bagging. He said the producers have asked me to give a special shout out to any of our previous lead actress winners who are watching tonight from prison. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Dude. Hopefully okay. those two weeks are going to fly right by. That's Keep pretty. your chin up. So there you go. <laughs> so there you go. That was pretty funny. That's pretty awesome. They also had a, a little bit where uh, Ben Stiller was on stage to present, um, I guess a tribute to comedic greats such as George Burns yeah. and Lucille Ball, which they had oh, uh, cool. wax statues on stage. Oh. And they get to Bob Newhart's, who, who pretended to be a statue in it. It's the yeah. actual Bob Newhart. Yeah, oh, he's, not cool. no. <laughs> yeah, he's not dead. He's not dead yet. Um, yeah, he I'm is, not quite dead. He's alive. Wait a second. Anyway. He's dead on the Big Bang Theory. Remember, he's a ghost. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's a force ghost, actually. Right. Uh, it's funny. So Fox Family Guy, another Fox property, made uh-huh. a quick appearance at the Emmys. And made a uh, made a joke about Roseanne Barr and Bill Cosby. Oh no! So <laughs> every year Peter says it was Bill Cosby and Roseanne Barr, Roseanne Barr and Bill Cosby, great people doing great work. And then Peter says, "Who will be this year's Bill Cosby and Roseanne to end the gag?" Um, so that was pretty funny. That's pretty good. <laughs> you mean OJ's not part of that list? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think because they're both Emmy winners. Oh, okay. Yeah. They are Emmy winners. I yeah. forgot Roseanne was an yeah, Emmy winner. So in the context of the Emmy winners. Yeah. So, um, so, um, so let's talk about the big winners. Some of the big winners include Game of Thrones. Yes. Yep. Took home um, the drama series. Of course um, they would Best drama yep. series at the 2019 Emmys. Yep. Um... And um, despite the criticisms of the final season and, of course, the, the um, series finale, it, it it accomplished so much as a series. I mean, yeah. Dan, I Dan and Dave need to get all the props for, you know, still producing what people claim as the, the best 
most yeah. epic television yeah. series. Yeah, you know, of all they might have, you know, they might have kind of lost their way there at the end, but right. when you're carrying a show for 10 seasons. Right. Well, or however many eight, eight, eight seasons, seasons. Yeah. eight seasons. <laughs> I, I don't know. You're thinking Walking Dead. Cow. I'm thinking Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, y- you know, I mean, that's hard work. Yes. So you're right. you know, good for them. It's funny because Kit Harrington mentioned that um, he actually has not watched the final season yet, which I think is interesting. I mean, he pretty much lived it, yeah. but uh, he said, "I haven't seen the final season, but I know what it took to shoot it. It was hard, and everyone put their love and effort into it." So I he was there for the table reading. He knows what happens. Right. I, I just kind of think it should have went a little longer, though. I mean, it was kind of like a shortened season. It was like I'm gonna everybody, yeah. everybody, you know what I mean? It's like one. everybody yeah, agrees. They should have yeah. stretched it out. Showed more of Daenerys being evil. Um, there's a lot of shoulda. You know, um, Woulda, shoulda, coulda. Showed Bran doing more um, amazing. Um, you know things that would kind of capture the audience's hearts. Yeah. It'll be amazing. King. What if the final season was just him dreaming and <laughs> <laughs> exactly. and there's another final yeah. season? Yeah. So the show garnered 32 nominations in total. Another a big award winner was Peter Dinklage for outstanding well, performance by supporting. That man could sneeze on television and they'd throw an Emmy at him. He's <laughs> such a good actor. <laughs> Uh, I, so, I so love the Dinklage. Yeah, the Dinklage, the Dink is, does uh, the Dink. did an amazing. Well, this job. was that, his best role. Is that, but do you is that derogatory? Is calling Peter Dinklage no. a Dink? Is that no? That's not like little person. No, derogatory. Is it? That's his name. The technically, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is his name. Have you heard of Dink used to describe anyone small? No. So but there you go. <laughs> That's kind of so where my I mind went with it. I guess like that means a, I'm a terrible wait, person. Wait, wasn't that Doink the Clown's midget? Uh? <laughs> well, you're talking old school wrestling here, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my. Um, so Fleabag. So this is a comedy show that no one really knows what I've never heard of is. it. I've uh, never heard of it. This little known show won the award for comedy series. It had a ton of Best nominations. comedy series. A ton of nominations. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, the writer... And star of Fleabag won for both lead actress in a comedy series and writer in a com uh, writing in a comedy what, series. What channel is that on? Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. So it's not on a really? channel. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's on. Uh, it's on a streaming network. That's probably yeah. why. And um, what's it so, about? Yeah. Have I you mean, seen it? I haven't seen it, but mm-hmm. she plays this character who has never uh, been given a real na- name and called Fleabag. And she deals with wow, the death of her kind of best friend through self-destructive means. And then the second season features Fleabag and her sister, uh, Claire, played by C.N. Gilf- uh, Clifford, uh, mending their relationship. Huh. Um, but yes, I mean, I guess if they're, if the buzz is all about this show, I'm going to have we'll to check it out. out. Maybe we'll check it out, out. yeah. yeah. Um, but that, was, yeah. that was a jinx. You owe me a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can see, both seasons are streaming yeah, on, Amazon on Amazon and not on a particular channel. So. You, you, you want to know what else you can watch on Amazon Prime? Oh, you can watch... Fat Guy with a Shotgun. Big Nick's film. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Fat Guy with a Shotgun, yes. I was in a bad movie called Fat Guy with a Shotgun. <laughs> okay. Where I, I, I played the fat guy with a shotgun. <laughs> okay. I love it. I love yeah. it. Oh, man. So what else did we see um, uh, at the Emmys? We also saw um, Bill Hader, um, Bill Hader uh, winning yeah. um, Best Actor in a Comedy Series for Barry. But, you know, I fucking now, love how, that guy. Who's seen Barry? Well, he was great I've seen the first episode of Barry. I okay. wanted to get into it, but, but I haven't really been you, able to. You canceled your HBO. You I canceled my HBO, <laughs> man. I canceled <laughs> the Game it. of Thrones and he's canceled. That's but right. I, everybody's telling me I need to watch. Um, that first episode was good. 
Barry, not only because it's a, a brilliant um, mm-hmm. you know, writing and everything, but it's, you know, for, as an actor, as all of us are actors in here, yeah. Yeah. it's kind of cool to see the insides of acting. Yeah. But as you know, he's a serial killer yeah. who kind of enters... Uh, he's a hitman. He's a hitman. A hitman. Oh, okay, hitman. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Who enters in the world of acting. Yeah. And See, I've, who I've also, never checked it out. Who is so also like, a former Marine. Oorah. Oorah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel uh, took the the nod for a supporting actor in a comedy series with Tony Shalhoub. Um, Who's cool. He was yeah. great as Monk. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And uh, Alex Burns, Bornstein, who Bornstein. is the voice of Lois Griffin. Lois Griffin yep. in mm-hmm. Family Guy won. For a Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She seems uh, cool. Supporting actress in a comedy series. Have you met her before? I've not, no. She seems no. cool. Was she, she on Mad cool. TV years ago? Yeah. She was, um, yeah. what's her name? No. What the fuck is her name? No. It's a Chinese woman. Yeah. No, no. The, the, the I, Latina I um, housekeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. She did the voice of her as well. Yeah, well, she, I mean, Mad TV was live action, but yeah, yeah. Oh, but they, did they Yeah, Mad TV was awesome. I mean, okay, yeah. did she, did Key and Peele started there. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, they did, they did. Um, but I guess we're going back to Philly, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, yeah. everybody was had their bets uh, that um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus would win. Veep. F- for Veep. And, you know, as you know, she just recovered from cancer. Yeah. yeah. And they did the final season. As you know, I worked closely with her. I was hoping she won. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. no. Doesn't I, she have a bunch of Emmys already? She's won She's got a year. bunch of Emmys. Yeah. But they didn't give it to her for her final year. And they gave it to Phoebe instead. So. Yeah. I guess she really, really um, was, you know, worth checking out. You sure. Know? Yeah. Um, Julia Garner, who um, is an Ozark, won Best Supporting Actress in a Drama Series. She plays the character of Ruth. I actually went to the screening of um, Ozark in Los Angeles. At the cool. SAG Foundation. Cool. Nice. And um, Ruth did a Q&A, or Julia Garner did a Q&A. And it's, after seeing her Q&A and how she composes herself, she's a completely different person than her character on Ozark. I love it when that co- happens. Yeah, so I will have to agree that she definitely deserved the best support. See, I was actress. thinking about working on that show because you know Bill does that. I don't know if you do that or not. What's that? Oh, no, Ozark. Bill took over Ozark this season, and I was thinking so about you, going down to. So you to, might have to, to let the audience yeah. know because we're talking on the context yes. of an audience. So yes. Bill, you're talking about Bill Marinella. I don't know yes. who the fuck Bill is. Who's that, Bill? He's a yeah. casting director out of Atlanta, oh, yeah. and oh, I was okay. thinking yeah. about. Uh, Contacting him yeah. could be like, hey, I've yeah. worked a couple weeks on Ozark. I mean, yeah. I have a man-to-man type of look, yeah. so I figure, hey. Yeah, so for our listeners that don't know, yes, when when you mention Bill, you got to be specific. Who okay, yeah. Bill Marinella is a casting director who does a lot of stuff, um, not only in Atlanta, but also in the DMV. He, he yep. comes up to cool. um, uh, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. He's He actually most recently cast for uh, the Swagger series. Yeah, I worked on that show. Yep, and he also cast for... Um, um, there's another series he did. Uh, well, House of Cards. No, it's yeah. not House of Cards. It's the unlight title political drama. <laughs> you can't say House of Cards. <laughs> I, this show's already done, so I think we can talk about it. Um, let's see. Jason Bateman, another Ozark winner, but he won for directing. Really? Can you believe it? He's a good it? director. Yeah, isn't that crazy? He won for directing instead. Now, you've met Jason Bateman. I have met Jason Bateman. He the seems cool. Actors Guild. He is seems he really, really cool, cool or is he just kind of... No, he's, cool. he's really cool. Like, yeah. like, he actually... I, I actually mentioned Lion, uh, the Cal yeah. Drogo of the DMV who worked yeah, yeah. on Ozark Episode 1. Yeah. And it uh, took him a while to remember who he was, but then after he remembered, he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so it was cool just chatting him for a second on the red carpet. Sure, sure. At the SAG Awards. So that was really cool. Yeah. Um, Now, this is an interesting one. So, for the... Um, leading actress in a drama series, um, 
Everyone thought that Sandra Oh was going to win because she won at the um But was it like Globes. was it like just about like every female actress from Game of Thrones nominated also? They were also nominated as well. Yeah. However, the winner was none other than um I'm sorry. I uh, Jodie Comer. Thank you. Thank okay. God. Right. Killing Killing Eve. Killing Eve. Okay. Yeah. Killing Eve star Jodie Comer uh, won Best Actress in a Drama Series over her co-star Sandra Oh, who was the Golden Globe winner. Yeah. Everyone thought she was going to win. Yeah, she uh, beat out Viola Davis and Robin White too. Oh, yeah, that, that's pretty surprising. Yeah. yeah dude. So she beat out a lot of of the of a lot of the uh, um, Game of Thrones actors. I think it was um, Daenerys, Amelia Clark. Yep. Yep. She yeah. was also in the Amelia same Clark, Mandy Moore, Laura Linney. Yep. Viola Davis. There you go. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So yeah, very, so very good job on that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, Billy Porter. Wow. So he uh, wins the Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series for Pose. Pose. On FX. So I have not seen. He's also. No, I haven't f- seen that show. He's also the first openly gay African American male to win Best Actor. Uh, at the Emmys. Okay. So I guess that's, yeah, he's I'm making a first for that good one. Good for hey, yeah. round of applause for that guy. Michelle Williams won uh, lead actress in a limited series for Foss Verdon, which I heard was a really cool show. Um, I thought she was great in Venom. She was good in Venom. But her yeah. wig was terrible. She had such a oh, bad yeah. wig. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, she you're was right. Good in bad <laughs> wig. Oh, the wig was bad. Yeah, if you remember, we're talking about that wig. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, supporting actress in a limited series or movie is Patricia Arquette for The Act. She actually talked about um, her transgender sister, Alexis Arquette, uh, during her, her acceptance speech. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah, Alexis she's, Arquette. She talks about she's mourning every day in life, and Alexis and I, uh, you know, Alexis, uh, you know. Um, Alexis Arquette died a while ago. Yeah. Oh, did she? Okay. She was oh, on, yeah, uh, I don't even know that. I remember her from uh, the wedding. She was in The Wedding Singer. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Alexis Arquette was in that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, she, yeah. She, I remember she was on some re- like reality TV. Yeah. Patricia said, "I will be the rest of your life until we change the world for trans people, so they are not persecuted and give them jobs. They're human beings. Let's give them jobs. Let's get get rid of the bias that there is everywhere." Um, because Laverne Cox was actually in the audience with um, uh, an attorney who's also transgender, Chase uh, Strangio. Okay. Um, to uh, they're going to the Supreme Court of whether the Civil Rights Act of 1964 applies to cases of anti-LGBT discrimination. So um, yeah, there you go. So there you go. I was kind of shocked about yeah. the Wachowskis who wrote The Matrix. I was like, huh, I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah, and but can they, you believe they're they both? Tra- they both. Yeah, they're both. Tra- 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 I thought that was really weird. Yeah. It's wild, dude. And and one of them's making a new one. So yeah. So yeah. So so is it now officially the Wachowski sisters or siblings or what? I think it's just the Wachowskis. I think they just call them the. the I think they yeah, just call they, themselves they just the Wachowskis. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. because yeah, they used to be called the Wachowski brothers yeah. all the yeah. time. So I guess you can't do that They're anymore. Just getting rid of them. For one them sibling to do it is one thing, but for another, for both that, of them, yeah, that's kind of rare. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's very rare. I guess. Yeah. 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 But then they say a lot. A lot of this is is, is genetically tied. So yeah. So there you go. Are they twins? Mm, that's a good question. I don't know. No, I think they are. Twins. Just siblings. Yeah. All right. Um, hey, good for them. Ben Wi- uh, Wishaw uh, won for supporting actor in a limited series or movie for a very English scandal. Outstanding television movie, Black Mirror, Bandersnatch. 
Outstanding limited series, Chernobyl, which I have yet to see. I heard that's really good. I, I wanted to see that. And I, I was going to watch it, but then it. I canceled my HBO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Saturday Night Live, no surprise there. Outstanding variety sketch series. I mean, what other variety see, sketch series is there now? Because Mad yeah. TV died. See, the thing is, I don't like Saturday Night Live as much anymore. It used to be great. It used to be more on the edge. It just kind of seems like it's the same well, thing. Well, they have to be safe. Yeah. Yeah, but safe. now it's like. That's why they're firing their comedians before they even give them a chance. Oh, yeah, I know. It's, and we it's, talked about that last week, Shane yeah. Gillis. Um, yeah. You want to know what other um, variety sketch series there are? Yeah. Well, there's At Home with Amy Sedaris. Never heard of it. Documentary yeah. Now. Never heard of it. Drunk History, which you're, I know oh, I've, heard of, I've heard of Drunk History. But you know what? Isn't the main guy from like Baltimore? He is. He's from Towson. Yeah. Cool. I Love You, America with Sarah Silverman. And um, Who uh, is America? Yes, Derek Waters was actually on Below the Belt Show. Was he? Really? We'll have to have him back for sure. Yeah. Um, now, here's the thing. If you have him on, are we all going to be drunk for that episode? Yeah, we're going to have to be, have him. You know, that will have to be a prerequisite. <laughs> yeah. That if if we can get Derek to call in again, which I hope we can, because um, we're Facebook pals, so hopefully we can make that work. Um, and uh, John Oliver um, won uh, for Outstanding Talk Show, so congrats to him. Yep. So um, the Emmys In Memoriam segment was... Was a great performance as um, Halsey performed Cindy Lauper's Time After Time. Of course, they show people like Luke Perry and Cameron Boyce, Valerie Harper, Peter oh, Fonda, yeah. Yeah. Rock, Rucker Hauer, a lot of the um, great actors, people in the industry that had sadly had passed away yeah. uh, this past year. Luke so. Perry, man. That, that one was yeah, a shock. I mean, did you Dude. see him in. Oh. Yeah, so. And one more thing is that um, they actually put in a, an image of the wrong composer that died. Oops. Andre <laughs> Previn. <laughs> so oh, that's embarrassing. Oh, that's really embarrassing there. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. We missed them. That was our guess, but they're calling a little early. But no, really <laughs> quickly, um, it was a comp- uh, it was a late composer, Andre Previn. They used a photo of living composer Leonard Slapkin. Well, that's embarrassing. Oh, do yeah, they, do they at least look alike? No, I don't think they even look alike. You I mean, white people all look alike. Somebody would have called that, but I mean. <laughs> Previn, who died uh, in February at 89 years old, won four Oscars and was nominated for six Emmys over the course, course of his career. Wow, okay. Yeah. So so the Emmy parties were lit. Um, As they should be. Yes. Um, so they all, lots of uh, parties were uh, hosted by HBO and Netflix and Amazon Studios. Um, and I think we have our special guest. Special guest. All right, guys. We welcome our featured guest of the evening. You can see him in theaters now in It Chapter 2 as the adult version of Henry Bowers, the mullet man himself. That's right. <laughs> He's on the line right now. Actor extraordinaire Teach Grant. Teach, are you with us? I am. You have me. Awesome. Teach, good to have you on Below the Belt Show. Yeah, thanks for having me. How are you guys doing? Good, doing great, good, man. Good. Question, did you keep the mullet? You know, the, the heart attack surrounding that whole movie is that I had to get a haircut about a month before showing up, and I'd actually grown a natural mullet. Oh, yes. Oh, and awesome. circumstances came that I had to cut it, so we went in and we got fit for 
the Nicholas Hamilton special. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I didn't keep it, although I wish I did because I'd like to have it. <laughs> I love it. Probably would have saved you time in the makeup yeah. chair. So first of all, um, uh-huh. myself and uh, Paul, my guest yeah, here, had nice seen had seen it, it Chapter 2. You did a phenomenal you job as, as Henry. And I was just curious, were they going for a look, uh, they were trying to find an adult that uh, resembled the young Henry? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, the first read that they sent was so cursory, like literally just one line. And I think that they were just trying to be efficient and they could get tape and, you know, get a short list of people that actually looked like they could have been uh, Henry Bowers 27 years later and then, you know, follow up with some more serious material after that. So um, in terms of casting throughout the entire uh, Losers Club and, and Henry and, and all the characters that appeared 27 years later, um, it's pretty uncanny, even in person, um, especially wow. when you look at, like, Eddie with Jack oh, yeah, Dylan Glazer. Yeah. I mean, those two guys are just uh, pretty much bang on. Eddie's really close. I, I'd also have to say um, the, the Jessica Chastain, uh, Sophia Lillis casting was, yeah. was was pretty spot on with the, the you know, have, having the redhead with the blue eyes, you know? But, like, even Eddie, yeah, I mean, like... Absolutely. Yeah, Eddie had, like, the mannerisms down and everything. It's like, yeah. that was perfect. So. And if you look at even, you know, with the Ben character, it's just all on the brow ridge. You yeah. know what? Yeah. You're right. The actor from yeah. the eyes up... Looks like the young yeah. kid, like the young, uh, yeah, yeah, the young version. So even though oh, he's man. more muscular and the physiques are different, because yeah. obviously he turns into a stud later, um, they really, yeah. they really matched it. And of course, you have to be a great actor as well. So yeah, they, they, yeah. you guys nailed and it. Jay All Ryan of you nailed is it. a stud. He's a, he's a really nice guy. That's awesome. So so you let's go back to your audition and how you landed the role. So you mentioned you submitted only uh, one line uh, for your initial audition. Yeah, you could just say it was like one speech. Oh, one one speech or um, one monologue. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with no turn no turnaround. It was just okay. a a speech to another character, and uh, it was basically from uh, a line from Hit Chapter One. Cool. Uh, situated the moment awesome. the moment between uh, Henry and Mike before Henry ends up going down the well. It's a little passage from there, and uh, we sent that away and waited a week and. Then they got back to us with uh, a full uh, three to four page scene, and they gave us ample time, which was great. I think I had a good solid five days with it, and, and yes. I was able to reach out with questions, and, and I contacted casting, and I was like, okay. So, you know, after 27 years, how far gone is this character? And the response was basically, well, you know, how far can you take it? Um, And that gave me a pretty good idea of what they were looking for. So, yeah, that was pretty much it. Everything was done from my basement. I went down to put myself uh, near callbacks just in case they happened. And I flew down and and spent two weeks there. And callbacks never came. And I flew home. I was a little bit bummed. I thought, okay, well, maybe we got outnamed or they had a straight offer or something. And so I thought we were done. And then the next morning I woke up to a conference call from my manager in LA and my Vancouver agent. And they're like, Oh, you've been approved. And I was like, I didn't even know we were submitted for approval. I've been waiting for (laughs) a call back for two weeks. Wow. So the fact that you, you didn't get a call back and you ended 
you just book book the damn roll right right he, then he, and there. He must have just nailed it. Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. It's, uh, it's, uh, as an actor, it's definitely you know you exhale when you hit the easy button like that. Cause yeah, it doesn't often happen. Yeah. Would would you say this is like kind of your defining role of your career so far? Um, it, certainly in terms of exposure right. and how many people have and are going to see this movie. Right. Um, you know, and and just it was definitely um, it, it let me swing the bat in terms of character work and and how deep and and sort of you know the emotional extremes of Henry Bowers is certainly something that I think suits me. Um. So for sure, uh, there's many, many factors that I would say it is, you know, kind of at present the defining moment of my career so far. But I think the real defining moment for me hasn't happened yet. And okay. Hopefully we get that chance down the road. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will teach. Um, what was it like working with uh, actor Owen Teague, who played uh, Huckstetter? Yeah. Huckstetter? Man, uh, I'm so... I'm so glad when people ask me about that young man. Yeah. Um, you know, he uh he's just one of those people. I think he's 19 years old. Okay. And I'm I'm 46 and uh you don't even notice any gap in age when you're having a conversation or hanging out with that guy right. for a day. He's intelligent, That's it's cool. fun. He's got a great head and his shoulders. Um he's coming up to Vancouver to play one of the mains in the uh Adaptation of the Stand. Oh wow! Oh, man. The stand, yeah, that's yes. cool. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. So, so Hawksetters, uh, you know, they're cross pollinating with him, um, which is great because he deserves it, and he was great in Bloodlines. Um, and you know, there's obviously a lot on the floor in Chapter One, right? Um, with the Hawksetter character and the Bowers line, and, and who knows if in the supercut or a director's cut, if right. we're going to get you know some of that excavated. And there's a little bit uh, for him and me also in, in Chapter 2 that didn't make it. And, and certainly for him, I'd like to see that come to light in the director's cut if it does, because he's just great. And I think I think sky's the limit is for that kid, for sure. Yeah, and you yeah. mentioned The Stand, because that's also from the mind of Stephen King, right? So that's yeah, two Stephen King projects. Novel. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, if you, there's, there's so many... I think in Philadelphia, there ramping up to do Lizzie's story, uh, another Stephen King adaptation, and we're waiting on uh, the follow-up, Dr. Sleep, The Shining, is coming out, and The Stand, and Chapter 2, and so 2019-2020 is kind of a a Stephen King period of revival. Right. He's got the new yeah. novel that he just released. Yeah. I mean, he deserves it. You know, he's American literary royalty. Isn't he? And of course you wouldn't hesitate to work on another Stephen King based project, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look back it just, you know, Stand By Me and, and right. just movies and stories that Pet Cemetery. I, I think yeah, and, well, and what I like about redemption. what he's able to yeah. do he, um, Sorry? Oh, I was saying even Shawshank Redemption was great. I, I mean, and just so so varied and well-rounded, and mm-hmm. even when he does something like it, it or you know something that is has elements of horror, he still mixes in important messaging, mm-hmm. and, and that enables people to invest in the characters, right. you know, more. And 
Yeah, so I mean, looking back, I mean, I grew up on on Stephen King's stories, you know, into the 80s, and I'm just glad that now he's getting, you know, the attention he deserves, and um, certainly, certainly a national treasure and possibly a global one. Absolutely. So let's talk about more of, of your acting credits, Teach, uh, looking at your IMDb. A lot of cool uh, projects, uh, starting with uh, some great television work you've done. What has been your favorite so far? It looks like you've had a bunch of guest star roles on yeah, The Terror, my, uh, and Van Helsing, and Altered it? Carbon, which is a phenomenal yeah. show. You played a character with my namesake, Soto. Well, this, you're <laughs> oh, DeSoto. Wow. Yeah, I'm Soto. You're DeSoto. Um, uh, I Zombie, Damnation. Uh, which of these TV credits stand out? for you as your favorite um yeah I, I did a i had a recurring on on damnation and uh tony toast also brought me over into the terror to open that up this year but damnation i just thought the quality of the writing what they were trying to do and say was so timely even though it was about depression era america um i just thought it was a really smart show and, and i thought it was the kind of show that could make people think and they could see uh, the past and current times um, cool. and, and the way that things yeah. do and do not change. And, um, you know, we only, we were one and done and, and for sure it was one of those shows looking back that I would like to have seen given another year to hopefully gain the traction that it needed in order to stay on air. And it's, right. it's kind of one of those shows that are, it's kind of gathering more of a following now on Netflix than it did when it had its original window. Wow, that's cool. How, can you talk about, about your role on Altered Carbon as Jimmy DeSoto? Yeah, that was that was fun. You know, mostly what I remember about Altered Carbon was having to work out for like five months before we started shooting. Yeah. Um, they wanted all the envoys to be in in tip top shape. Tip top shape. shape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to to the point where like they actually gave me like a budget for supplements and oh, nice. oh that's awesome <laughs> getting paid to work know, out that's good so you got ripped i wish i got yeah. paid to work out but yeah i mean so that part was good but i mean that show um i think 107 was north of 20 million dollars for a single episode that's insane the budget of the show is insane wow unheard of wow i mean we were in we were in a cave and the cave was basically half of the studio the soundstage, and they built it up to the top of the soundstage, which has to wow. be about six stories. And then, of course, they didn't finish it at the very top of the cave, and they kept tilting up and kind of going straight up with the camera. And then they'd cut, and they'd laugh, and they'd be like, don't worry, we're just going to paint more cave <laughs> in post. And I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. Um, we got some money around here for sure, but... <laughs> Um, that was an interesting show. I liked, uh, you know, that it put the idea of mortality and humanity on trial. And yeah. um, it's another one of those novels that I think is really difficult. And probably only now could they adapt it to the screen. It, it couldn't happen 15 years ago. Um, something that I think really just needed current technology in order to make it work. I had a question for one of your one of your slots in here. I'm digging deep in your IMDb a little bit. You were on an episode of True Justice with Steven Seagal. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a curveball. I grew up on Steven Seagal movies. Uh-huh. Uh, tell me a little bit about that, man. Like, did, I, did you get to interact with the guy, or what, what was that one like? I did. I did. I oh, mean, man. You, you shake his hand, and it's, it's like 
um, holding on to a brick. Like, <laughs> he's just got massive hands. And, um, you know, in our first moments on set, he's punching through the window of a car. Oh, God. And then ripping me out through the window and then smacking me around a little bit and booting me <laughs> over. That's uh, awesome. A motorcycle oh, that was wow. parked on the side of the road. And, um, you know, I'm not a stunt guy, but I, I do what I can. I'm, I'm pretty physical. And, sounds like a good, uh, sounds like he a good careful. day. He was, yeah, he was careful with me. He made sure that... Uh, I was able to show up to work the next day, that's for sure. Oh, that's good. That is awesome. That's awesome. A lot of your uh, TV credits I'm seeing are, are being shot are, are, are shot in um, in Vancouver. Is, is that where you're from? Uh, originally, I'm from Toronto. Nice. And I moved out to Vancouver in 1996, and then um, I divide my time between Vancouver and, and Los Angeles. You're currently dividing your time. Nice. Cool. You gotta love Hollywood North, though. Vancouver's yep. has gotten so much work. I mean, yeah. it, I believe it's like the fourth market, isn't it? Right next to Atlanta, it's LA, third, New York, I right? Think. Is it third now? Wow. Yeah. Cool. You know, I think it's uh, for me. I like I like the climate and I like the environment of the Pacific Northwest. Uh, it's moody. Um, I intended on stopping in Vancouver for couple of years and then um yeah i just kind of fell in love with it and, and so my wife actually works in film and television as well she's the prop master on supernatural oh wow which you've oh. done some work on yeah, i see yeah i've done two episodes of that and she's finishing up season 15 so 15. at least at present we're we're dividing wow. our time and then the, uh, 15 we'll see where we seasons wow yeah if you can imagine i mean I played in a, a celebrity, local celebrity, uh, white cap soccer match, and, and Jensen Ackles, the lead supernatural, played in it. Yes. I did a horror movie with him in 2004, prior to Supernatural, and uh, just to see what happened to him once Supernatural hit and blew up, and uh, you know to see how far his career has gone, how well that yeah. show has done. It was rare for two young men to keep their head in check in order to successfully deliver 15 seasons of television. Yeah. It's actually kind of remarkable. Yeah, wow. that's amazing. That's amazing. Also on the CW Network is the Arrowverse shows, and you were uh, lucky enough to work on The Flash. How was that experience? Mm. I had a fantastic time working on The Flash. Uh, nice. A woman named Candace, uh, who I had to kind of intimidate and, and threaten all over the place, was certainly a fantastic scene partner. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the work that I do do in film is uh, kind of a dick. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, know, you got typecast, huh? We all get typecast. Yeah, it just might be my face. Um, <laughs> I when I get a little older, there might be a nice guy character in me. I Maybe, mean, right. I just, I just never get to do it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And, I mean, these uh, Vancouver certainly does. Uh, have stake on most of these superhero shows. I think yeah. almost yes. all of them yep. shoot up they here. They do, yeah. man. It's amazing. Yeah, I had one more for you. Speaking of Vancouver, I just finished binging uh, the 100, and I noticed yeah. you had you were in two episodes of that. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember Ridley. Like, can you well, talk? Well, it was uh, Siler Ridley. Yeah, my uh, my wife was basically murdered in a culling, and. Oh, okay. Um, I ended up teaming up uh, with a woman named Kate. I can't remember her last name. 
in order to steal an escape pod and flee the ship after causing a bunch of trouble between Jaha and his head of security. Um, and it was funny, I played this at this soccer game for the White Cats. Maria Vergopoulos from the 100 was also playing. We were having a laugh. Because nice. Last time I'd seen her um, on Dead Rising, she had murdered me by stabbing me in the groin with a Bowie knife. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I deserved it because oh, yeah. you know if, if I was because you're I just was, the bad uh, guy. I was a bad guy, and I got handsy. And her agreement with the writer director was, if I was to get handsy, that she wanted to kill me by stabbing me in the groin, and he agreed to it. So, <laughs> yeah. Rad. It was justified. Nice. It's justified. That's awesome. Right on. What's next on Teach Grant's uh, schedule? For, for acting. Uh, yeah, we have uh, a pretty good iron and fire cooking right now, and cool. I can't announce at present, and hopefully soon um, it'll get posted up somewhere, and then I'll be nice. free, to, uh, free to discuss. Good, good. You have a... Uh, we, live in the, we live in the era of the NDA. NDA. Yeah. Non-disclosure agreement, of course. We all know how that is. Yeah, and me and Al are working on something like that right now. <laughs> yeah, we were for Apple TV. <laughs> so, yeah, we definitely know what that's about. Um, but what I think is awesome is that It Chapter 2, still a top movie. It's been in the box office since early September. Still kicking ass in theaters, Teach. Yeah, we, uh, I think... I know we won the first two weekends, um, and I think that we came on top on the third weekend, and we're just sitting south of 500, and I think we're somewhere in the mid-fours, and they're predicting to do another uh, 100 on it, so it'll likely fall short of Mm -hmm. Chapter 1, but uh, that is, you know, just a ridiculous standard, because Chapter 2 is going to finish the number two spot. Nice. Which is pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. Nice. How is how is it doing that. the the red carpet rounds for for the film going? Uh, I'm sure you had an L.A., New York, maybe an overseas yeah. one as well. Uh, yeah, I went down uh, to Westwood in Los Angeles for the for the premiere, and even by standards of everybody that was there, by their account, like it was an exceptionally large uh, film premiere. Everything from you know the gallery to the the media galley and the two-story theater with the big balcony, and then they turn the entire parking lot into a circus. Oh, cool. So the wow. after party, That's cool. Uh, the after party was just a giant circus, and it was a lot of fun. That sounds amazing. Um, probably <laughs> probably a bunch yeah. of red balloons. A lot of red balloons? <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of red balloons. And, you know, for me, it was kind of like, I didn't really ever let myself think too much about... Um, how big that franchise really was. Yeah. And I kind of just tried to keep out of my mind so it didn't knock me off balance. Um, but when I got to that premiere and I stepped out of the ride and, you know, the shutters are just going, I was like, oh, yeah, this is uh, this is really big. That is awesome. Um, so, yeah, it was it was quite a night. It was memorable. Um, my wife and I had a great time. And she got nice. dressed up. And, um, you know, it was a date night for sure. Oh, yeah. Yes, got oh, yeah. Look, got to look good for that red carpet yes, for sir. sure. That is amazing. Well, Teach, wow, it was awesome talking to you here on Below the Belt Show. If you haven't seen It Chapter 2, go see it. It's still in theaters now. It's a great movie. Yeah. The adult version of Henry Bowers is, is talking to us, man. Uh, Teach, uh, thanks for calling in to Below the Belt Show. If you could, before we let you go, let us know who you are. Uh, throw out your character from It Chapter 2. Let us know you're on Below the Belt Show. And then throw out whatever you want at the end. All right. 
Uh, my name is Teach Grant. I play adult Henry Bowers on It Chapter 2. I'm your guest tonight on Below the Belt. Thanks for having me, guys. Kill them all. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Kill them all. Kill that's a them old Metallica song. Kill them yeah, all. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, uh, Teach. That was right, amazing. Guys. Have a good one. Take it easy. Great. Bye. Have a good night. Good talk. It was. Yes, yeah. that was. Yeah, dude. Teach Grant from Itch Chapter 2, a great guest here on Below the Belt Show. So let's go ahead and take a classic cut break. I'm sure we need to recharge. Uh, it was an awesome show so far. So, yeah. So as I mentioned in the Emmys, there is a In Memoriam segment. Halsey performed this particular amazing... This is one of my favorite songs from the 80s. It just, it just resonates with me. And uh, it's by an amazing artist by the name of Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. This is time. I know her from the WWE. <laughs> yes, WWE <laughs> as well. She was part of the Rock and Wrestling Connection. Um, this is Time After Time. And following that, I interview some of the subjects from the documentary called The History of Memory, which is at the Tribeca Film Festival. And one of the guests of honor at that film screening was actor Lance Gross, who uh, you might know from MacGyver, the new MacGyver reboot, and of course. Uh, the star uh, TV show on Fox. Oh. So, yes, Lance Gross, uh, myself, uh, I got to talk to him at the History Memory uh, at Tribeca. So, some more Tribeca interviews. Nice. Here on Below the Belt Show. Guys, we'll be back after this. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and BelowTheBeltShow.com. All right. Al Soto with Click on this show here with two of the subjects from the history of memory. Please introduce yourselves. Sure. Harbinder. Harbinder. So how did you get involved in this project? How were you, were you reached out? Did you reach the producers? Sure. So I actually do background acting work right now, and I saw a casting for it. So I responded to the casting, and they reached out to us, and through a couple of interviews, they decided to uh, choose us. Oh, that's fantastic. So if you could tell us a little bit about your story and what's featured in the documentary. 
Um, well, you want? Sure. We met each other through the pictures. I was in India. He was here in America, and then he came over to India. We just got married within seven, eight days, and then we are still here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's basically uh, a love story from um, from continents uh, apart. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. For you being in the U.S. and you in India. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. That's a nice love story, and that's the importance of having a photo yes. to kind of start initiate Absolutely. conversation. And back then, there was no internet, so you know you couldn't email the photos. You had to send it in the mail. Yeah. Oh, wow. How many years have you been married? 25 uh, next week. Oh, 25 years. That is fantastic. <laughs> yes, because there's no internet, yes. Yeah. You know, for all you Tinder users out there. They have to do it the old school way. Wow. Yeah, the old school, so, yeah. so tell us a little bit about your ba uh, background acting work and what you've done. Oh, so I've been doing it for a couple of years now. You know, mostly stuff is uh, drama TV. Uh, I did a couple of movies and music videos as well. You know, Quantico, Madam Secretary. Uh, I did a couple of commercials as well. So hopefully I'll be able to build on it from here. Yeah, do you find uh, your type being needed quite often? There is a shortage of Indian actors and specifically um, Sikh actors with yeah, turbans. Yeah. Um, and when they are out there, they're usually stereotyped, so we're trying to change the stereotype out there that, you know, we're not just taxi drivers. We can be doctors, we can be firemen, we can be policemen, anything like that. And I'm actually seeing more and more calls come out. I get more and more calls for specific roles uh, as featured actors, featured background, which is great. Have you caught the Hollywood bug as well? No, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Well, it was a pleasure to talk to both of you. Thank you. I, mean, I look forward to seeing this film. It looks awesome. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Two of the subjects for History of Memory, guys. More to come. Click on this. All right, guys. Al Soto still at the History of Memory red carpet here at the Tribeca Film Festival. With two subjects here, if you could introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Kelly Merle. I'm Latrell Higgins. So, um... I love the concept of history and memory. It's about um, great stories, uh, all about photographs. And if you could tell us a little bit about your story, if you could. Okay. Uh, well, you know, I was adopted, and um, really, I didn't really have many photos, you know, from my past when I came and when I was adopted, and it really kind of weighed on me. I didn't really show it, but deep down, I really wanted them. So, I, the idea just kind of came up, and we. Uh, you know, we followed through with it, and here we are, you know. We didn't think it was going to ever be as big as it is, you know. It was just kind of a joke for me, and, you know. Did you end up trying to seek out your birth parents? Uh, I know my birth parents, actually. Okay, I was in the uh, foster care system for a while, so it kind of wasn't working out. So I, we, you know, took us, and I was going to the foster care system for a while until, you know, I got adopted by my mom, Kelly, after like six years, I think, five years in the system. Kelly, tell us about how you got involved in the film. Um, well, you know, I took photos of Latrell. We were sitting around the dining room table um, one day, and I'm a uh, photographer, and I was talking about an upcoming shoot, and um, Latrell just happened to mention that he didn't have any newborn photos. And um, I could tell that it bothered him. So I said, well, why don't we do them now? As a joke, you know, it, it'd be fun, but I also thought, you know, Maybe it would be something that he would appreciate, you know, since he, you know, never had them done. And so we, we did them just out of humor, and we were laughing and joking. And um, and uh, I posted them on my personal photography page, and it just kind of blew up. And, you know, um, and many years later, you know, here we are 
doing a film and you know with Darren Palm. The red carpet at the Tribeca Film Festival. Uh, where are you guys based out of? Um, we're actually from uh, Crestview, Florida. So, yeah. so from Florida all the way here to New York City in the red carpet, two of the subjects from the history of memory here would click on this. Thanks so much for talking with us. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank appreciate, you. It. Really you. appreciate it. Guys, we're here with the directors, Tom and Sarah, for this great film, History of Memory. Uh, first of all, I think it's a really cool premise that you guys come up with. How did you come up with the idea of the film? Oh. Um, so Angela Matuzic at HB knew our work and came to us with an idea. She wanted to do something called History of Memory, but didn't quite know what that would be. Okay. Um, it was the idea that um, photographs could create nostalgia. They could create memory. Um, and so from there, Tom and I started really thinking about the kinds of stories that we would want to tell to bring that idea to life. Wow. How did you go about finding the subjects for the film? A lot of Googling. <laughs> Uh, no, you know, every every film has uh, its own story. Um, the, uh, China Lost and Found, our friend uh, followed the Beijing Silvermine account and said, hey, have you guys seen this? Um, uh, secret album, uh, Gail wrote a book about her story, so that, that was already out there. Um, uh, with It's a Boy, um, the birth announcement had gone viral five or six years ago, and we found that and said, oh my gosh, what a great story. Nobody's ever done a film about this. Um, so all different ways, yeah. Well, Logan, I just talked to a few of your subjects, one of which being an Indian couple that met, uh, I guess, the old school Tinder of sorts, is just uh, just mailing photographs, I guess, and just being pen pals, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, really, they, they didn't even get that far. I mean, they really did see photographs of each other uh, fly to India and just take a leap of faith. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And I saw another uh, subject that a mother and son that saw newborn photos uh, for the first time, which I think is really heartwarming as well. Yeah, you, the thing we loved about that one is that on the surface, it's just, it's a funny thing, right? It, it, you look at it and you can't help but laugh. And, you know, th they know that. They're in on the joke. And we love the spirit of that. But when you really dig down, uh, it's a really meaningful story about adoption um, and bringing somebody into a family who did not have a family before. And so there's, it sneaks up on you a little bit uh, and, and then hits you in the chest. Well, actually, and the other thing that struck me by that story that I never thought of is that, you know, foster kids, when they come to a home, they don't have any remnants of their past. So the things that most of us take for granted, a baby photo, a photo of anything, nobody bothered, nobody kept that for them. And I think that's actually really, it's a, it's a brutal truth. So in some ways that film is just showing like this small, mo this small token to try to like maybe just give back a, t a little bit of that feeling of what it's like to have a baby photo, you know. How does it feel for your film to be featured here at Tribeca? Oh, it's a very dream happy. come true. Yeah, very yeah. happy. Well, we cannot wait to see it, guys. We're here at the Tribeca Screening Room. Thank you so much for talking with us. To click on Thanks it. Thanks so much. Thank, Thank you. you. More to come.
Guys, we're here with actor extraordinaire Lance Gross here at the History of Memory Red Carpet as part of Tribeca. How does, how does it feel to be here tonight, my man? Oh, man, it feels great. I've been trying to get to New York for Tribeca Film Festival for years, so this was the perfect marriage between myself and HP and this film that I believe in, I've, I've seen, and it's amazing. And as a photographer myself, you know, it, it really moved me. So I think the audience is really going to enjoy it. That you got a sneak peek of the film. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, first of all, tell us um, about uh, some of your uh, current projects, which I think is awesome. You're a series regular on Star, which is yes. amazing. Yes. You uh, had a recurring on MacGyver. Yes, yes. yes uh, tell us a little bit about those projects. I know those episodes are still coming out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's fun. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, there's such a, a talented cast with, with Star, and, you know, I'm just looking forward to more seasons. We hope we get that pick up. Uh, I actually have an episode of MacGyver airing tonight, so that's a nice change up from Star because, you know, I go from the music-based projects to the action, so it's, it's the best of both worlds. I can't complain. Photography experience. What is your photography experience, and what uh, photos have you taken that have impacted you? Um, well, I've been shooting photography since as long as I can remember. I was the guy that would be the friend that captured the moment when we go on like family trips or, or trips with my friends. I'm the, I'm always the one with the camera. So you know, years ago I decided to take it more serious. I got a studio and I just shoot when I want to shoot. You know, it's very easy. It's kind of like therapy for me. And it's the, and and it's a contrast between acting and photography because with photography I'm not working off anybody's script. I'm not directed by anyone. I'm the boss of it. You know, so it, it it's fun for me. And as far as genre photography, like editorial, models? I mean. You know, I do it all. Like, I, I started out with kind of like photojournalism, uh, documentary-style photography, and then I kind of branched off into editorial work and, and fashion, so. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, are you also looking forward to any other uh, screenings here at Tribeca? You know what? I wish I could see more, but I, I, I have to leave tomorrow. You gotta get back on set? Yeah, I got to get back to the family. Oh, the so, family. Okay. Uh, yeah, Mother's Day weekend. Oh, <laughs> oh, wait, wait. No, no, no. Next week is Mother's Day weekend. <laughs> but I got to get back to the family. You got to get back to the family. Yeah. yeah. Lance, thanks so much for talking to us here. Thanks I click for having me. And we're back, guys. That was Cindy Lauper, time after time, followed by. Time after time. <laughs> followed by, on location, Tribeca Film Festival interviews, uh, the history of memory documentary, and also actor Lance Gross from Star on Fox. So. Man, those interviews just keep on coming. Dude, they 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 keep this. That is just a awesome. well, a uh, well of information. So much. So much stuff. So much, there. Captain. So much, it's my awesome. Captain. My Captain. Mo Captain. Um, so let's talk about more going on in the world of entertainment. So yes. we pretty much finished the Emmys. I was just uh, yeah right before uh, our special. Some guest. folks got some trophies. Some yeah, <laughs> and, and all of them. Man, I didn't get one this year. No, me neither. <laughs> me neither. A lot of them partied hard. That's for sure. Did you get one out? But, but one thing I would oh, like to mention one. about the um, Emmys is that there was a swan song um, segment where shows that ended, um, which included House of Cards. And Veep and yeah. Gotham. Um, That's right, Gotham ended Big this Bang year. Theory, yeah, which Big yeah. Bang Theory did not get recognized for their final season, oh. surprisingly. Yeah. But they just they did a little montage of shows that were ending. So that was um, nice to see at the end of the Emmy Awards. Yeah, as well. that's so, always good. Yeah. So, in memoriam. Yep. So let's move on to other stuff going on TV. Um, 
Of course, um, there's the Breaking Bad movie called El Camino. El Camino. Which uh, <laughs> which has a limited theater release, and it will be on Netflix. Cool. So oh, I think they awesome. wanted I, to do I the limited theater show. release so it could possibly be considered for Oscars. I guess. Because okay. this, is a, this is an interesting one. Would it fall under... TV movie or would it fall under um, theatrical movie? So I guess I consider a TV movie right. only because because that's the roots of the show. Yeah, and it's, it's and right. from the trailer it looks like it's a direct sequel from like immediately right. after the season finale of Breaking Bad. Yeah, but what about direct movies from Walking Dead? Is that going to be considered a TV movie too, or is that just well, going to be? I heard just, that I, I heard that's going to be a theatrical. Well, I, I heard that, but I mean yeah. it's like, but still it's based off a TV show and it's going to yeah. be tied into the TV show. So yeah. I don't know. I do want to talk about Walking Dead, though, actually. We'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. But really quick, Will, Will Smith will have um, a role in a Netflix drama called The Council. Okay. It's a thriller that uh, centers on a crime syndicate consisting of seven African-American men who ruled Harlem in the 70s and oh, the early okay. 80s with the goal of establishing a self-sufficient and self-policing um, African-American uh, city-state uh, funded by revolutionary... Re- revolutionizing the drug game. Oh, all right. So, oh, sounds, so sounds, sounds good. pretty deep. Um, he'll be in that. Um, they just dropped the trailer for the season three of The Crown. As you know, Olivia Coleman's taking Claire Foy's place as Queen Elizabeth. Okay. And uh, new cast members include Helena Bonham Carter as Princess Margaret. Um, we have Joshua Connor as Prince Charles and. Tobias Men- Menzies is Prince Philip. Mm-hmm. So uh, another all-star cast for that. Yep. Um, Shonda Rhimes uh, set another series in Netflix, her ninth series in signing a deal with Netflix, um, which will include um, Norman Lear and Steve Martin. So oh, a that's show, awesome. It's that's a show cool. called Notes on Love. It's an a- episodic anthology series that ranges across genres. And explores the unexpected, life-changing, euphoric, hilarious, surreal, and all-consuming places where love intersects with our lives. So, okay. So yeah. It's uh, got Steve Martin in it. I'll check. Yeah, it out. anything with Steve Martin's yeah. great. Yeah. And come on, Norman Lear, man. That's the the producer. Yeah, he's pretty good too. But yeah. Yeah. legendary producer extraordinary. He's well into his 90s, and I believe he's still working. So. Oh, all right. So good, good for him. Work until he's dead. Yes. <laughs> so um, I know you're a fan of Walking Dead, as I am. They have their. Um, L.A. Uh, premiere, special screening of the premiere episode. I'll be at New York Comic Con next weekend, and we'll check out um, a, a sneak peek of uh, the season premiere on Saturday. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Really, cool. That should be really cool. Um, you have to let everybody know what it's like. With a cast and crew uh, Q&A. So have either one of you guys cool. been on Walking Dead? I would love to be um, on Walking Dead, but I have been on the Richmond spinoff. Um, I did work one day, Fear but I can't talk about what I did. Okay. Well, the sad thing is yeah. I didn't work, but I, they wanted me as a stand-in, but yeah. it's, I had to turn it down because I was working on another project at the time, uh, which yeah. kind of sucks. I mean, I would like to go back. I mean, I worked with a, a net before on yeah. a movie in Baltimore. I don't know if you knew about yeah. that. You got your not. chance to work if you'd like to work in Richmond. There you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I was just in Richmond for a UPS project. So. There you go. So there you go. Yeah, but so, Which was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. Do you get a discount now on shipping? Because <laughs> I know. I can't <laughs> use FedEx or U- United States Post Office, U.S. Postal Service anymore. Um, so this is a, a, an interesting thing about the Walking Dead um, screening uh, is that um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who plays Negan, as you know, mm-hmm. he talked about when he thinks the series should, should bow out, which is really interesting. He said, 
Uh, so he said, uh, you don't want to run it into the ground. Me personally, I'd say let's go out on top. Let's go out still being the number one show in the world. Whether or not that happens, I don't know. I think if we just stuck with the comic book, comic book, we still got another three years. We do deviate a lot, but I think there's probably a good three years left of material there. It's nowhere close to the comic yeah. book right now, so I don't know how so, how you can. Like, as you know, the comic book slash graphic novel ended with issue 193. Yeah. The yeah. final graphic novel just got released. They're up to the Whisperer War now. Um, so the next big story arc after the Whisperers is the Commonwealth. Yep. And that's pretty much where... But see, I don't know. It's so different now. They're like, you can't yeah. go with those storylines because it's like half those characters aren't even around anymore. So it's like... Well, they got to work with what they can work with, as you know. But, yes, but I mean, so, so I mean, it could be a whole complete different story. Yeah. It could be like different villains, which I think is kind of better. Well, it keeps you, don't know you what's on your happen. toes. It's good to... I mean, it's good to keep several key plot points. Like, if spoiler alert, if you read the graphic novel... Obviously, you know that Alpha um, is is killed by Negan, and that's a spoiler. I'm sorry. But see, that I might tried not. To, I tried to. Yeah, but, that, up, yeah, but that's but the, thing in the is, graphic novel. The TV show's different, so it's like you can't. They go. could do something different, but I really think Negan needs that. He needs to do that because he needs that redemption, man. He really needs. In the TV show, Negan has to be the one to kill Alpha. I'm sorry. Well, he, it cannot be anyone else. It can't be Carol. It can't be Daryl. They already. They're already. Um, you know, I want to see Judith yeah. kill Alpha. That would be awesome. Nah, she's already. It's it's got to work with Negan. I, I see what you're saying, but you have to think Negan's going through this redemption arc right now. Yeah, it I was know. A, a crazy. Villain. He killed Glenn and Abraham, dude, and they put him in prison. He, he's served his time in a shitty prison in Alexandria. Um, he saved Judas's life by chasing Judith yep. when Judith went to ch- uh, chase after the dog. You're right. Uh, you know, uh, who's called Dog. <laughs> Clever <laughs> name. Uh, but yeah. Straight name. Yeah. So we'll just see what happens there. Uh, but yes, that is um, Walking Dead news. And um, oh, wow. So someone mentioned Jared um, Pedlecki um, from um, Supernatural. That was, Supernatural. That was teach, yeah, okay, was teach it? Okay. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So he's he's got a new gig already after Supernatural ends. All right. Uh, walk. It's a Walker Texas Ranger reboot, guys. No, no, I can't yes. see. It. Yes. Is he playing? He can't be playing Walker. He has to play somebody else. Is he playing Walker? Ready? Pedlecki is set to play the title character in the updated Aww. version Walker that's in development. Motherfucker better be wearing tight jeans, cowboy boots, cowboy hat, and be sidekicking <laughs> everybody. There better be some serious sidekicks. I have the martial arts background. I should yeah. be the one who's playing Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah. So Pedlecki, well, he was a badass in Supernatural. Yeah, yeah, but, he was. but I've never seen him do any martial arts stuff. He's he's, yeah. so, he's an actor guy. He's so I don't know how this one's going to be different, but um, as you know, it's coming to an end after. 15 seasons. Yeah. One um, more needs to pay the bills. So is this similar? Because I wasn't an avid watcher. So mm-hmm. he'll play Walker, a widowed father of two, after spending years undercover on a high-profile case. When he returns home to Austin, Texas, he finds there's more work to be done. He'll be paired with a female partner. Yeah. As was the case in the original. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there yeah. you go. Except that it was, he's, he's taking the Actually, cowboy wait, wait, boots wait of Chuck Norris. Did he have a female partner? Was it? I thought it was the... the the uh, the black guy. I thought no, he had a female partner. And who was the guy? Oh, I mean, I'm, 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 I thought it was yeah, a the other guy. The, I don't remember. She, no, <laughs> she, he had a DA. She was a DA, but she wasn't. Oh, his that's partner. right. She was the DA. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so this Gosh. is kind of cool. Yeah, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Reboots, you know, the Fucking thing is, reboots, the, man. Think about these reboots, I'd rather them be sequel series. Yeah. Paying homage to the original. Yeah. That, see, I would see, be okay with that. Like, like Cobra Kai. Yeah. Like the new Ghostbusters movie that's not the Not, one not the last Ghostbusters movie. That, that was... No. <laughs> like even even the Force Awakens pay, yeah. pays homage. You know what? Yeah. When you so pay to respect to the original. the original content, the audience is going to appreciate yes. what you're doing. And when you try to just reboot it, yes. and fucking spin some bullshit yeah, political right. rhetoric, it, nobody appreciates it. Exactly. We've seen it time and time again. Time and time again. You're if right. If it was dude. like you know what, if Chuck Norris was like, "Hey, Jared Pilecki, you're gonna play my kid, and you're the new Walker Texas yeah. Ranger," I would fucking watch that. The, the kid though. Exactly. He well, plays. Well, see, he would play Chuck Norris's son. Son. Yeah. And that'd be cool. Well, see, why don't you have uh, Jason David Frank from the Power Rangers? He's actually a real martial artist. Play Walker Texas Ranger. At least do somebody with actual skills that have won awards that can actually fight. Right. Uh, I okay. mean, that, that, that's the issue I have with. Right. It. Like, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind doing like a Smoking the Bandit reboot or a. Uh, <laughs> Or I a, think they're working on that too. I don't or know. a Fall Guy reboot because I, I can actually be do that stuff. But if I can't do yeah. that stuff, I shouldn't be in that. You know what I mean? That's how I so feel. One show that actually did it the right way was Will and Grace. So Will and Grace just decided to have another season years later. They yeah. rebooted. Yes. So this is a, a cool casting notice. So as you know, Debbie Reynolds was in the original Will and Grace sure. run, and then she tragically passed away. Her actual granddaughter, Billy Lord herself. Carrie Fisher's daughter, yeah, who is in both Star Wars: uh, Force Awakens and Last Jedi, yep. will be playing Fiona Adler, the granddaughter of Bobby Adler, who was played by real-life grandmother Debbie Reynolds. Oh, that's, that's cool. awesome! That's See, cool. that, that's what I like. I like those yeah. tie-ins. Yeah. And you know, you're honoring Debbie Reynolds' character in yeah. Will and Grace. You're having Billy Lord, and go you're respecting on. Debbie Debbie Reynolds as a person. As yeah. a person, exactly. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, like the Ghostbusters uh, spinoff maybe. Uh, right. Like I mean, they had the original cast, but they were playing. Stupid, Stupid cameras had nothing to do with their original characters. That's yeah. why they're doing it the right way, and thank God they're yep. doing it. Yeah. I don't Hopefully. care how pissed off people get about it. I'm right. going to go fucking see it, and I'm probably going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy the, the, I think everybody's the new Ghostbusters okay, not, that's not, coming but out. But you saw the previous one by Paul Fire. I walked out of the old you one. You walked out of it. Yeah. Most people did. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. god awful. And it, and it, it sucks bad. because I love Melissa McCarthy. I like McCain. I love, I mean, all of the characters. All the actresses that were in it, I were loved great. them. Yeah, but Chris Hemsworth, Chris fucking Hemsworth. I mean, That's yeah, your boy. But they were, oh god, that fucking. It was movie. a bad movie. It was, it was a bad movie. Yeah, like and I, I tried to go back. I tried to go back and watch it again just to give it another fucking chance, it's not, and yeah, I couldn't no. finish it. They won't have a sequel, that's for sure. No, no, that's dead. Yeah. As you know, Friends had 25 years um, anniversary. Wow. Um, Somebody old. said they might come back. September 22nd marks 25 years since viewers were first introduced to the TV series. I haven't heard anything about. I heard a rumor of a possible a reboot, but if anything, they might have a reunion. Well, that's what I heard. A reunion, yeah. See, yeah. The reunion, they'll make money. Reboot, nobody's no, no reason there. to have a reboot for that one. Yeah, don't reboot, friends. So this is uh, for you Arrow fans, as you know, Arrow's coming to an end as well. Yeah, Stephen Amell, man. The uh, yeah, the CW is developing a spinoff of Arrow, which would star Kate Cassidy as Laurel Lance, as, as you know, Julia yeah. Yeah. Harkavy as Dinah Drake, and Catherine McNamara as Mia Smoke, which would be, it's still untitled, but it would be like the Canaries, basically. So sure. Oh, that'd be cool. The show about the Canaries. Yeah, all right. Um, and the final season of Arrow will serve as a backdoor pilot for a potential series, and um, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, and God Damn, those are three hotties right there. Yes. Catherine McNamara, Katie Cassidy. Uh, I've met them both, um, and yeah. they're smoking and beautiful. How, how do you guys feel about this? Though? I mean, yeah. I like the Arrow, 
But the thing is, I kind of had the impression that Arrow was like more or less, hey, we want Batman, mm-hmm. so we're going to give Batman's backstory to Arrow, and let's do it that way. Right. I mean, at I mean, first, yeah. Because I mean, right. it's like he has a Batcave, he has these fancy right. gadgets, he's a multi-millionaire, he's trained by the League of Shadows. That's that's Batman. It's like, right. That that's just my impression of him. I mean, <laughs> I, I thought it was a good show, but it's just, it seemed like they wanted Batman. Yeah, <laughs> and um, another CW news: Tom Welling will be reprising his role as Clark Kent, as you know, he was uh, uh, Superman and Smallville. That's Clark right. Kent and Smallville, yes. I heard about So they're this. doing an upcoming crossover, Arrowverse crossover on the CW, which again ties in those universes. Which but I but think then is they really also cool. say Brandon yep. Ralph is going to be in and too. Brandon mm-hmm. Ralph is actually somehow going to be. Um, Reprising his role as Superman, which you know he played Superman in Superman yeah. Returns, yeah. Yeah. and you know he is in DC's Legends yep. of Tomorrow. So cool! I like it. that's I, the thing about these CW shows. They really like they, they do lo- fan they service. They love their multiverse, don't they? Multiverse, and they they're really good at fan service. They yeah. they, they right. know how to tie things. Yeah, in. they they read feedback and they produce. Yes, and look at like the casting. You had Dean Cain playing like. The adopted father of Supergirl on the yeah. CW show. So that's See, that's, yeah, yeah, that, that that's good, called huh? respecting your audience. And when you yes. respect your audience, you get you get response well, even from years that. Ago, yes. like, yeah, even years ago, yes. Yeah, even years ago. I mean, yes. look at a they brought a what's his name in uh, to play the a professor, uh, the original Superman. Of uh, the original Superman. Oh, um, the, 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 the original Superman from the from the, the, the movies. Yeah, the eighties movies. Yes. They brought the professor back. See, you have to remind me of the actor's name, but yeah, I, I, I forgot That's his name. Too. Another example of fan service, which is great. Yeah. So we have some unfortunate passings to announce. Oh, um, yeah. Actor Sid Haig, uh, the towering character actor. That's right. Died Saturday at the age that. of 80. Um, best known for his work with Rob Zombie, mm-hmm. House of a Thousand Corpses, oh, um, The Devil's Reject, yep. the forthcoming Three from Hell. Yeah. Um, Aaron Eisenberg, who played fan favorite Ferengi. Uh, the Nog on the 90s Star Trek Deep Space Nine oh, that had guy. died oh, at okay. the age of 50. Oh, um, that's, that's too bad. He was hospitalized in critical condition without, um, and I, apparently uh, it was revealed that he had unfortunately died. They didn't really go into specifics, but mm. he had had continual health issues. That's too bad. Um, another sad, sad loss. Yeah. Uh, J. Michael Mendel, who worked on Adult Swim's Rick and Morty and The I Simpsons, heard about that, yeah. died at 54, and it's so sad. Um, Rick and Morty is getting a, a fourth season. I know he was very instrumental in the most recent season coming up. Oh, yeah. Justin Roiland said, my friend, partner, line producer, Mike Mendel passed away. I'm devastated. My heart breaks for his family. I don't know what I'm going to do without That's you. By my side, Mike, I am destroyed. Oh, that's so, sad. No sad passing. Yeah. Um, um, Ho- Hotel Air, um, Baron Hilton, the grandfather of Paris Hilton, had passed away. Hmm. And he's the son of Conrad Hilton, who founded the Hilton Hotel chain. All right. Um, House Hunters host Suzanne Wang had passed away after a decade-long battle of breast cancer. That's too bad. As well as Food Network star Carl Ruiz, who, who appeared in Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Um, died at the age of 44. Ooh, so man, some sad, sad um, celebrity yeah, passings this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. Um, in gossip news, there is a family feud between Nick and Aaron Carter, the Carter brothers. Nick, Those guys are still relative? Yeah, yeah I guess. I don't, I don't think they're relative anymore. I think well, they... Nick is still on tour of Backstreet Boys, and they still do really well on their Backstreet okay. Boys. But all right, all right. Nick filed a restraining order against his younger brother. Apparently, Aaron's going crazy, saying crazy things like Ooh. he's going to kill 
Oh, man. Uh, Nick oh. Carter's pregnant wife. Oh, boy. Cuckoo for Cocoa Pops. Yes, yeah, right, so apparently Aaron revealed he thinks about killing babies and thought about killing Nick's wife, Lauren. Wow, oh, that's, that, not, that's, that's not a good thing. That's so, not good I mean, oh, this, That's bad. This is the, uh, the a woman that's carrying your, your niece or nephew and the wife of your own brother. And you, yeah, that's a, that's a good way to get your ass kicked. Yes. Yeah. So, you go threaten he, my baby and you're going to get your ass kicked. He, he, so he, uh, I think somebody needs to get away for a little while. Yeah. Nick was uh, very successful in getting the, a restraining order against boots, Aaron. Yeah. I mean, not That's that hard, sure. something like that. Put the boots to a medium style. Ordered Aaron to stay 100 yards away from Nick and the family. Shit. But then Aaron would go back and make comments that that he was um, raped by their sister who had died at the age of 25. And also said so that, that gives his him brother... So that an excuse to be an asshole? And, it, and it also said yeah. his bro- brother abused him his whole life. Okay. So, and then he also tweeted, Aaron tweeted, now it's Nick's turn to tell the truth of what he did to one of the girls in my family. So, wow. So, just. Oh, man. That family, I mean, that family sounds like a mess. Now, here's the problem with that. I am having trash, a hard man, time believing trash. that. I'm having a hard time believing it. Sorry, Aaron Carter. You sound like a total trash bag. He is a trash bag, man. Yeah. I mean, this is your own brother you're talking yeah. about. And he's yeah. using the fucking modern rhetoric of cancel culture to try and right. get his fucking brother in trouble. Right. When he, yeah, you know horrible. what? I don't fucking believe him. It's horrible, man. Yeah, it's rough. absolutely horrible. Yeah. Aaron Carter's a piece of shit. We know um, a, a second person tied uh, with the death of singer-rapper Mac Miller, um, who died of drug overdose last year. Mm. And they arrested a guy from Arizona, Ryan Revis. Um, apparently he was um, responsible for um, those uh, drugs that had killed Mac Miller. Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh. So I hope they... Fine and rest and, and properly get the prosecute. Rest, get those guys off the street. Yes, yeah. get them off the street because we uh, we don't want anybody. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, dying because this fentanyl epidemic is going out of fucking control, yeah. dude. It's yeah. it's absolutely fucking horrible, dude. Um, as you know, we, we worked on that popular political drama. Yeah, you're right. Um, news on Kevin Spacey. Well, uh, an anonymous therapist who had been sexually abused by, or allegedly sexually assaulted by Spacey has died. Um, he, he sued as John Doe, but oh. um, and apparently, um, I guess with this, this is kind of a, a fortunate situation. Basically, yeah. two of his cases, the first one got dismissed, and this one he can't testify oh, now because yeah, he passed away. Dead. So I don't know. We'll wow, have to lucky. see what happens. I wonder what he's doing now. Like, I mean, I mean obviously he's got his millions, right? Is he still around here? Because he used to live he in Annapolis. He actually set up shop at the. Um, at the um, Sagamore Pendry Upscale Hotel in Fells Point, he was living there during a, during, during House of Cards. During well, he had a house in Annapolis, but he also had been living there, kind of hiding out. Oh wow! During right. the whole scandal, I so. didn't realize he was staying local. That's crazy. You know, whether he yeah. can have a career again, we'll have to wait and see. I doubt he'll have a career again, no, but you no, know no, what? No the dude's got his millions. He can yeah. retire and live pretty, and yeah. nothing we can fucking do about it. I mean, it. look at Antonio Brown. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's. Well, just, no, We'll never know how um, House of Cards was really supposed to end. Yeah. Because uh, I was really curious about I kind of do know, but I can't really say. But I mean, oh, okay, we'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Mike, the situation Sorrentino uh, from the Jersey Shore is out of prison. Oh, good for him. Yeah, he's so no longer a situation. He's, he's celebrated. No longer a situation. He celebrated from mm-hmm. getting out by having a naked pizza party. Of course. <laughs> now, why are this these people my, celebrities anyway? This is my surprise face. So, 
<laughs> he I'm is a little surprised. bit of a douchebag. I'm not surprised. Well, they have the Jersey Family Values back on MTV, so they're kind of relevant. I hate to way. say it though, I did watch Jersey. Ah, Family. you would, I knew it. I knew I did, you. You know, that it's shit, like a fucking dude. perfect car wreck, man. I knew you would watch that, dude. I would. I did. Some celebrity, uh, celebrity splits. So Miley Cyrus, as you know, she. Split from Liam Hemsworth. Oh, that's right. Did Liam say she was crazy and she he didn't crazy know that wild. beforehand? I mean, should have known that. Yeah. And then he, she was dating Caitlin Carter, who was this event promoter in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. who was uh, the ex-girlfriend of Brody Jenner from The Hills. Oh, all right. So they apparently just split. She just posted a, a and now photo. Now Liam Hemsworth is dating Hannah Montana. Yeah. <laughs> so she just posted a photo of her on vacation um, in Utah with her family, Brandy and Tish Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, I guess she went the um, you know the she, the, the girl route yeah, so for she, for a little she, while for as a rebound, you know. Yeah, she got rid of the taco n- or the the sausage, <laughs> and now she's eating tacos. <laughs> and and oh. um, here, well, more more to come. More to come. More to come. Don't know what happened, but they'll probably call back. Okay. So you'll be happy to know, Big Nick, that Ariel Vandenberg of your favorite reality show, Love Island. Yeah. She got engaged to Matt Cutshaw. Oh, okay. <laughs> this was the American version, right? See, I, I don't I know never watched, any of these shows. So I never like, watched the American version. Okay, I only the watched the trashy British, British version. British version, okay. Yeah. So you'd be happy to yeah. know so about that. So Love Island, okay. at least the British version, uh, is like a 50-episode season with like hour-long episodes of just trash people who happen to be good-looking or like trapped in a very <laughs> nice mansion and they just hook up. Yeah. Pretty awesome uh, concept. It's your quintessential trash <laughs> reality. Sometimes TV you need show. to dumb the brain down with good reality. Sometimes you just gotta <laughs> shut your brain <laughs> off and watch, right. you know, hot people hook up. <laughs> that is essentially what it is, man. Yeah, basically. You're right. So basically. Zoe Deschanel, who split from her husband, and uh, apparently oh. is seeing a new dude named Jonathan Scott. Good for her. Yeah. Have you ever seen her without bangs? No. Looks like does a totally she, does she look person. better? She looks like a totally different person. Are like she? the Clark Kent thing, like totally works. You know. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, we have a special treat here on Below the Belt Show for you wrestling fans, especially your West Coast (laughs) fans of professional wrestling and independent wrestling. Uh, We have two of the guys responsible for putting on great shows in the 619, and uh, the promotion's called Ground Zero. We have Norris Jarman and Jason Alonzo on the line. What's up, guys? Hey, how's it going? Hey, hey, hey. Good to have Good to have San Diego on the line here yep. to bl- blow the belt show. San Diego. Thanks for having us on. Uh, pleasure to be on. Y- yeah, yeah, the, the the volume a little Do we hear both uh do we hear both Norris and Jason? Do you hear yeah, both? Yeah, we're both we're both here right now. Okay, great, oh, great, cool. great. Awesome, awesome. Cool. Awesome. So sweet, dude. I I Jason, first of all, uh as uh, for Long-time listeners of the show know that Johnny Alonzo has been a fixture uh, as a guest on Below the Belt show. And, of course, our my associated show, Click on This Show. Uh, we love to uh, yeah, go out in the field. he's a big local actor around here. Yeah, and uh, Jason is Johnny's brother. That's cool. And uh, we welcome Jason, actually, for the first time on Below the Belt show. But Jason has gotten involved with Ground Zero Wrestling, which I think is phenomenal. I'm a longtime wrestling fan, longtime WWE fan. And when I heard Same that here. you were now associated with doing pro wrestling. I was surprised, but uh, also I thought that was really cool. All right. So, yeah, I came to San Diego in 2009. I wound up in a tribute band with Johnny for three years. And uh, 
along the way, I made a few friends, and uh, Norris and I became acquaintances. Several years later, after wanting to depart out of hospitality, uh, I started working in the cannabis industry, and and there again, Norris and I crossed paths, and uh, we've been working together very closely since um, about October last year now. Wow. So how do we go from the cannabis industry to pro wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, I know drug root. They, they go together they really, go well. really well. <laughs> I'm Scott Hall in the back. It's good for wrestlers to take part in cannabis because then it's, you know, it's, it's not the pills and all the other, other meds that they got to do. But um, for, for me, I kind of started doing wrestling and cannabis shows. There's a lot of cannabis shows out here in California. And, and at first, after, while I was training to be a wrestler, I started trying to find gigs and you know finding places for us to perform. I started looking at a lot of these cannabis shows, and we started doing wrestling at a lot of the weed shows all over San Diego, oh, uh, San Bernardino, cool. L.A. It, it kind of started with that. And, and then I had to tell Jason about it, like, hey, dude, I'm doing weekend wrestling. You should check it out. Now, do you find that the audiences kind of cross paths for the cannabis and the wrestling industries? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, for example, <laughs> we did the, uh, the Taco Fest event down in the yes. Washington Park. And uh, what a draw. I mean, first of all, who loves tacos more than stoners? Secondly, Fresno. Yeah, actually, was that in Fresno? Because my brother is in Fresno, and apparently that's a big thing in Fresno. Yeah, big thing everywhere right now, right? With legalization. <laughs> okay. Everywhere in California, I imagine. That but, is... you know, the focus isn't so much cannabis. I mean, after, I mean, cannabis is a way to kind of get our foot in the door. Um, right. Then we really started focusing on, on level up the pro wrestling school and ground zero. Um, and since then, I've been pitching to Jason. This is, this is something that's, that's growing. And I believe there's some major people that want to be involved in what we're doing. That that is awesome. So let's talk about the promotion, guys. So how does Ground Zero as a promotion differ from all the other indie organizations? What sets you guys apart? I feel like the, the promotion itself is is a promotion for the wrestlers, and and then the fans get to see the wrestlers working with each other. Uh, everything it, it's done pretty big up with the trestle and the lights and the entrance music. I guess it's one of the bigger independent promotions out here in Southern California. I mean, there's a lot of great ones, too, as well. I don't want to take anything from anybody else. There's a lot of people out here doing that thing. But uh, as far as what we differentiate ourselves, uh, definitely the quality of wrestling is, is top-notch. I saw and that. You got you guys have a YouTube YouTube page, and I got to check out some of the highlights of some of uh, the amazing workers you have for your organization. And, uh, wow, I mean, it's amazing. A lot of, Obviously, a lot of uh, – Professional wrestlers have to start in the indies. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and, and before they move on to the big promotions, who do you have on your roster that you feel could be a superstar in, in some of the major major promotions like the WWE or or the now AEW coming out? Yeah, I mean, as far as Ground Zero, a lot of the guys they they're, they're actively working when WWE comes to town. There's there's guys like Peter Avalon, Tyler Bateman. Those those guys are on their shows when they're in town. Uh, it's some, sometimes these guys don't they don't always want to go for that for. No, like WWE is not the, the greatest mark of success. Uh, sometimes maybe you might be going to Japan and wrestle and, and yes. checking some of these other new groups coming up and out. Of course, yep. Um, but there's a lot of different ways. But uh, one of the guys that we had at Level Up recently um, trained at our school for about a year after being told from the WWE to get more training. Uh, he went back and he this guy accepted their their program in Florida, the the training camp uh, oh, that's in awesome. Florida, the WWE Performance Center. Um, and then also at our school, we have Ray Mysterio training, and his son is, is yes. Dominic, and Dominic is training with us too as well. Dude, uh, Dominic is training with you. His next stop oh, will be cool. WWE in, in a perfect world. I mean, I guess that's from, from our sense, but who, who knows how, how it's really going to all play. Yes, I see this photo uh, of Ray Mysterio and Conan, another great uh, legend uh, working with you guys. Um, so tell us a little bit about working with uh, Dominic. Dominic, uh, 
hard worker. Uh, he just because you know, just because you know, his, his dad is, is you know, he may he may have a path to the, to the game, but he's definitely putting in, putting in the work. He, he wants it. Um, I, I don't, you know, definitely, definitely, he puts the work in. He is, he doesn't think that he's that anything's be given to him. He, he knows he has to earn it and. He, he puts the time in. And I think because he's been featured on uh, WWE programming late, as you know, Ray is on yes. Raw right now and SmackDown. And we're curious as uh, how uh, uh, Dominic uh, does in the ring. Uh, how would you describe his ring style? Uh, his ring style is, is his own. Uh, unfortunately, for me, I'm not training as much as, as I should just to see him train. But he's definitely working on the lucha. He's definitely a, a lucha. You know, he's working on that lucha ground. So, um uh, wow. that, that's his style. So it'll, it'll definitely be surprising with what he comes out with. You know, with. it's amazing. I, I, like, I don't want to put too much hype on him because there's a lot of great students here at the school, but for yeah, that's, sure. that's, that's definitely one guy that has a, a clear-cut path. And I think it's amazing with Dominic that he towers over his dad. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, when they see him together. Well, I remember that old storyline with him and Eddie Guerrero. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. Baby, yeah. I do regularly. Uh, it's, but I mean, it's, there's a lot of a lot of talk in, in class when we talk about you know some of his experience of being backstage. You know, working with Eddie, working with working with Ray, working working at MTJ. You know, sometimes some of the wrestlers, you know, you like, you know, there's all this rehearsal that's talked about the business. But he says, yeah, and TJ, they just whistle. So it's like, I mean, you know, so I'm, I'm not exposing any secrets or tricks of the game, but you you really gotta know communication. You gotta know safety. You gotta know how to right. protect yourself. Um, and that's gonna say, communication is huge in, in this industry. And, yeah, I mean, I come from a mixed martial arts background. The problem is, I, I never got into wrestling because. It's just instinctive things where if somebody taps me the wrong way, I might hurt them. That's just why I stayed away from it. You, you got to give them a receipt, man. <laughs> right, yeah. And I, I'm 6'7", yeah, yeah, 320 pounds, so it's like, I mean, I could do some damage if I, like, yeah, did brought, the wrong thing. So brought, it's like, we brought a would-be WWE superstar in studio <laughs> yeah, for this. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I used to work in that security club, and during that time is when I started training. Uh, before before I was before I was a guard, I had no no training. You know, um, once I started training in pro wrestling, I felt like I was a better security guard because I actually could detain somebody. But if I had to, I could actually be able to give them a bear hug and, and detain them and hold them down. But right. so, Nor- so Norris, you went through the whole training, and but you decided to uh, to be behind the scenes instead of uh, an in ring performer. I I still have the dream of being a performer. Well, I'm I'm going 38, going on 39. I'm a, I'm a little older. Uh, I, I had the dream back in 2001 when I was 21 when I first started training. Uh, that school went out of business. I, I went and got a you know a real job, as they say, uh, IT support specialist. And now now I'm back chasing the dream. I, I don't. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I, I wanted. I, I just started training recently, but I'm I'm not sure if if you know. It, it's a lot of hard work, and I and I love hard work, but it's it's been tough. It's been tough with with the balance of the business and, and right. trying to promote the school and trying to promote the promotion. Yeah, I would love to just train nonstop and make right. that happen, but there's, there's so much good stuff going on that I'm definitely distracted, and it's a good distraction. Hey, hey Jason, uh, have you thought about being an um, on-camera personality in in the wrestling, in Ground Zero? In the ring, I mean. Well, you know, no matter how far I try to get away from the camera, it seems to follow me around. So, <laughs> you know, Scotty or, or, or what's going on, but... I can see know, the Alonzo uh, brothers making a, a tag team title oh, match. Oh, I love it. You know, uh, when we went over to uh, the Cinemark uh, for what that leaves behind, that played uh, on the 11th. Yes, 9-11. I there, it, it was a great film, but, uh, you know, before I got in there, I decided, you know, I'm going to take a stop in the restroom and I'm washing my hands, and then suddenly some stranger starts picking up a conversation with me, and I'm like, what is going on here? And he goes, you know, I know an Alonzo when I see one. 
And he, uh, he was basically referencing Johnny. Apparently, it was Vincent Young who was filming with Johnny. And yes, that's right. Mr. 90210 himself, the <laughs> actor extraordinaire Vincent Young. That is awesome. So, anyhow. What did you, what did you uh, think so of the film? The film was great. The film was great. Awesome. It was a huge turnout. You know, and it was, uh, but even Bobby Carradine came through to show his support. Yes, Robert Carradine, best known for his work on Revenge of the Nerds. And <laughs> he's actually in a, in a Western with Johnny, um, uh, Bill Tillman and the Outlaws, which is uh, right. just had its premiere, which is awesome. But I love his work on Revenge of the Nerds. Awesome. I think yeah. everybody does. <laughs> I want to say like, over half the cast and crew at the end of the filming, uh, there was a you know, question and answer portion. Over half the cast and crew gave a view uh, Al, big thanks. Oh, absolutely. Uh, from, you know, uh, yeah, their involvement in the film. So yeah, I'm uh, glad they, you. They, they, they big thanks to you. So oh, that was uh, great. You pointed that out, Jason, because it was a pleasure to work on that film and and part of the being both in front of the camera, which is great to have that role, but also behind the scenes to helping uh, cast some of the integral roles that the executive producers and the casting director were trying to to find, and I was. Helpful in getting those names attached. So, um, so yeah, yeah, no, it was a pleasure to work on that film, man, for sure. So, if, if we come to the East Coast with a show, would you want to be involved, or if, you, know, you, if Ground Zero came kind of, to uh, to the East Coast, yours truly would love to get involved, man. Because I saw I saw that your next event is called Mama Said Knock You Out, and that's already a dope. <laughs> that is a great. That's a dope. Right, right. That's September twenty eighth, um, this Saturday in San Diego, right? At the Imperial right. Beach Sports Park um, in Imperial Beach, California, um, you got a great show. What are some of the uh, marquee matches you can expect at this event? I know uh, Orange Cassidy is going to be doing an open challenge. Uh, Andy Brown would be defending his title. Uh, we got a big vet match between Hunter Freeman and Terex. Uh, the huge match for vets. So, like I said, a wrestling promotion for uh, for wrestlers. Uh, B-Boy has a match against two youngsters from Santino's, a, wrestling, a great wrestling school out of L.A. Nice. Uh, RJ and Hyde is going to be a great three-way match. Expect great things from that match. Uh, B-Boy, B-Boy's our head trainer. He's the one that runs Ground Zero. He's the one that was my trainer when I came back into wrestling training again, and he's been fortunate to, to you know, hold my hand through the whole process and, and you know, vouch for me when it comes to, you know, reaching out to other wrestlers and other promotions. Uh, his help, you know, his, his, you know, his, his partnership, his communication with me has been instrumental in, in you know, moving forward and everything. Cool. I'm reading here that you can actually stream the show live, which is great because for those of us not in San Diego, can actually go to independentwrestling.tv. The stream is available um, for uh, it's a live stream, correct, of of the event. Oh, that's yeah, really so awesome. we'll be going live this time. Uh, we're, we're we're excited. Uh, I, you mentioned YouTube earlier and some of the some of the content that's available. A lot of the content is, is restricted because it, we we try to get it streamed through other promotions. Um, so. Uh, you can catch full matches, though, of Level Up. It is camcorder footage, but you can catch full matches. Okay. Um, but also, if you want to catch full matches of Ground Zero, you got to subscribe to independentwrestling.tv. Yes, um, But you'll man. get all of our old matches, too, as well. Again, I saw some of the stuff on YouTube, man. You guys got some incredible workers. It really reminds me of the old ECW from uh, the 90s, just kind of oh, like I that. I remember the ECW. Yes, man. gritty. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, just... just Going up to in, Philadelphia, checking it out. Yes, just I remember going. the ECW video game on Nintendo 64. <laughs> yeah. But no, some of your workers really go balls to the wall. And then, you know, uh, with independent wrestling, you don't have like the, the protective mats and the protective guardrails that you have, you know, no. uh, with the WWE. Right. This is like, this is, uh, this is where it all begins, independent pro wrestling. Right. I mean, on the independent side, it's huge because you still have freedom uh, freedom of your matches. I mean, uh, 
from what I hear, when you get to that next level, you kind of lose who you are. So right. at this stage, this is your last chance to create as an artist. You know, as, as an artist, you already control your matches. You already control how it goes. And, you know, you're, you're, you're in control of how it, how it all plays out pretty much. Awesome. So where can we find yeah. about more on Ground Zero on the web? Please check us out on Facebook and social media sites, uh, Instagram as well, too, Ground Zero Pro. Uh, that's, that's the best we got right now. No website. The, the school is on the website, Level Up Pro Wrestling SD. .com. Uh, you'll see, you'll find out information on how to sign up in some of our class schedules and some of our testimonies. Uh, at our school, we do have monthly shows, sometimes twice a month. Little student shows uh, gives us students a chance to go out there and you know get that 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 rush of performing in front of people. Awesome, great, great, awesome. Well, Jason and uh, Norris, it was great talking here on BTV, man. And yeah, man, if you if Brown Zero has a a, a show at East, uh, we'll have to link. You guys up with a great East Coast-based promotion here in Maryland, MCW Pro Wrestling. Yeah, they're one one of the greats here on the East Coast. Produce such talent as um, as um, Leo Rush, who you see on WWE now, and the Velveteen Dream is from MCW originally. Um, A lot of lot of great names have come from uh, MCW Pro Wrestling here in Maryland. Rich Swan. Rich Swan. Rich one one? Then we got to set up for Leo Rush, and he was uh, at one of our shows. But, yeah, definitely. It's, yes. it's cool to see how everyone makes the rounds, and that's, that's awesome he came out of there. I know um, I was looking at uh, CCW, uh, Combat Zone Wrestling, out of, out on the East Coast. I know um, a couple of other guys go out there a lot, and yes. was the Black Crap Wrestling out of Pennsylvania. I know uh, one of our guys from SoCal, Brody King, is, is kind of uh, king over there from, from what I'm seeing on the, on the Internet anyways. But, yeah, nice. definitely. Pro wrestling is in every state and everywhere, and let's, let's just get after it. And let's awesome. create a great place for everybody to work. Awesome, yeah, man. Mama said knock you out. Streaming on independent <laughs> wrestling.tv. Right, Orange Cassidy, Tony Deppin, B-Boy. Awesome. Got to check it out. And for our San Diego SoCal listeners, go to the show live. Check it out. Thanks, Al. We appreciate Jason and Norris, thanks so much for calling in, guys. Have a good night. You too. Thank you so much. Take thanks, care. Man. Bye-bye. Yeah, that was Jason Alonzo and Norris. I think if you're from San Diego, you're called a San Diegon. <laughs> I believe that's the preferred go. nomenclature. Yeah. San Diegon. So we're, a couple Hollywood things. Let's wrap up, and then we'll cu- throw a couple wrestling-related uh, news items because oh, yeah. it's, okay. it's a big time yeah. in pro wrestling right now, so we're going to get that. So you mentioned about Zoe Deschanel really quick. Now, you mentioned yeah. that does she does she got rid of her signature bangs. Well, here's really? the thing. So, like, we've, you've seen... Well, she'll just like put them to the side or some shit. Right. And she looks like a totally different human, which brings me right. to the argument about Clark Kent and Superman. What, the glasses? Yeah. So, so like, she fucking <laughs> moves her bangs to the side and she I looks like a totally works. different fucking so person. With Clark Kent, glasses and a different hairstyle sometimes can do so it. Man, what about Clark Kent with a mustache? That yeah. would be even better. <laughs> that would be a totally different person. But, yes. but that's, I, I, I was thinking about that when yeah. you brought her up. But yeah, she, yeah she, never... she split with her husband, Jacob Pechenik, early September, yep. and is now apparently seeing um, a guy named Jonathan Scott who works on the show Property Brothers. Okay. So, um, but do you know what? Uh, she's nothing like her sister. That's the strange thing about Deschanel. She, she has a sister? Yeah, her sister was on Bones. Her sister, oh, Emily that's Deschanel. Sister. That's right. Yeah. That's so, I mean, right. But they're like complete opposite people. Like One's like real calm, and the other one's like kind of wild. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of wild, yeah. I guess to a degree, yeah. Which one's the wild one? You would say Zoe would be the wild. Zoe, yeah, Zoe yeah. Emily's yeah. reserved for sure. I never met a Zoe that so wasn't wild. So speaking of wild, we all love Hayden Panettiere from Heroes. Oh sure. But 
she apparently had issues with her ex-boyfriend, Uh-oh. Brian oh, Hickerson, because apparently there's some de- rumored domestic issues. Oh, no. And she's now recently seeing, holding hands with Brian's brother, her ex, that's, Zach Hickerson. Yeah, hey, that'll start really some uh, that'll which start is some shit. really odd. They look very comfortable. Apparently, it looked like they were a real a real couple. Oh, uh-oh. Um, but apparently, her ex boyfriend was ordered by a judge to stay away from her uh, after the domestic violence arrest. Oh, and man. now she's just I don't know she's now a little she's, too now close she's, to home now. she's now. poking at the tiger a little bit by yeah. dating the dude's brother. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really strange. Little, oh you man, know. what is she thinking? Dude? I mean, sh- here's a chick who could literally have any dude she wants. Right. And yep. she picks the psychotic ex-boyfriend's brother. A brother. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, that's that, not, there's that's not that's gonna that's be a problem well. there. So that's not weird, gonna oh, can you imagine a wedding if they got married? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> And Hollywood, other Hollywood love uh, news. Uh, so Lily Rose Depp, who is Johnny Depp and Vanessa Paradis's daughter, mm. is now dating uh, actor Timothy Chalamet. As you know, he did. Oh, okay. Uh, Timothy's uh, award-nominated actor. He's won a lot. Um, he was in the um, uh, that movie with um, Sarsha Ronan uh, that did really well, and of course, uh, Call Me by Your Name. He did that with. Uh, Army Hammer. Yeah. Um, but apparently they met on the set of a movie called The King. It's wild that Johnny Depp has a kid that's old enough. Yeah. Right? Like he's in his like 50s now. I yeah. Mean, he's got she's, like a kid 20. that's, in, she's that's 20. 20. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Yeah. It's so wild. They met on the show. It's like a Shakespearean mashup called The King. Okay. They uh, had a premiere at the Venice Film Festival and apparently. Um, Imagine if your girlfriend's dad was Johnny Depp. <laughs> Yeah. Like you no, sit, that would be yeah. like you sit down on the couch yeah. and he's like he's you know there's Johnny Depp with his fucking cleaning his sh- shiny <laughs> right. shotgun with all the belts <laughs> and scarves on. That's a good <laughs> trying point, to be man. intimidating. It's yeah, like but what about the Ashton Kutcher thing years ago? It's like oh yeah, how does that? Oh, what about the Ashton Kutcher thing years ago? How does that work? I mean, yeah. it's like yeah. he had a daughter right. that was younger than him. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. older than him. It's like that yeah. just made, that makes sense. Well, yeah, they, they usually the other way around, nobody says too much, but if it's yeah. like the woman that's older, yeah. it's kind of Hey, weird. you know what, Ashton, you do you, bud. But as you know, they, they, they've been split from. Yeah, they have oh, been, yeah. 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 Apparently, he's remarried now. Then Demi had actually recently talked about in a memoir about how Ashton cheated on her, and that's how they split up. Oh, oh man. She, she felt like finally discussed it. Oh, okay. Well, that'll happen. Yeah. So, rumored to have split up, but apparently are now back together, are um, Riverdale stars Lily Reinhardt and Cole Sprouse. So, apparently... Cole um, Sprouse. Yes. Apparently, they're recently talking about what they'll be for Halloween together. And, oh, okay. Uh, and after their very public breakups. You know, apparently, right? they're going to be together for yeah. Halloween. And they're going to be together for Halloween. That's their Halloween. They're going to be on Archie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Celebrity baby news. I got to give a shout out to uh, a friend, Jenna Dewan, who I, I actually worked on um, Step Up, uh, the the movie where she met that's her then husband, Channing Aww. Tatum. I was there for all that when they first met, which is crazy. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, uh, Jenna uh, and I kept in touch for a little while, but Jenna is actually expecting um, with her her first child, her new boyfriend, Steve Kazee. As you know, she had split yes. from Channing Tatum. Yeah. Um, and uh, she already has a daughter. With X Channing, so oh sure, yeah. Carson Daly is actually expecting baby number four. Carson Daly, yes. Wow. Is he yeah. doing anything anymore? Or is he's he's, he's like he's on he's on the like the Voice yeah. and some is other he? stuff. Okay, yeah. I didn't realize that. He's got yeah. his hosting gigs. He's doing all right. Yeah, the ho- the Voice is a big deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, also, um, Kieran Culkin, who's on HBO Succession. Wow. He yeah. actually welcomed his first child with his wife. Good, so for, him. Good for him. And um, Baltimore's own Michael Phelps. Um, 
now has another kid, a third kid. Wow, third kid. But his wife. He's not even that old. He isn't. No, he's actually. Um, I think he's only thirty. Got that. Got that gold medal jeans in him, man. (laughs) Right. He does everything 100%. And, and it's funny. <laughs> He's probably only had sex three times. <laughs> Alec Baldwin, who's really old already, yeah. is a new dad again. Will be a new dad again as his wife, Hilaria. How many kids does expecting. he have? How many wives so has he had? He has four kids, y- young kids, yeah. with his wife, Hilaria, yeah. and has a fifth on the way. That's crazy. And then he's got grown-up kids too. The one that he yes. called a pig on the voice. Yeah, man. Ireland. Yes, Ireland. Yeah, which you should see on the roast. Which yeah, you're I about. saw that bit. Did it's you like, finally see the roast? Oh, I that, saw. That, that was I saw great. the clips oh, on YouTube. Oh my god, it was so I saw the clips funny. on YouTube. It's like you call your daughter a pig, which is the second worst thing to call her next to Ireland, which yeah, is her name. Right. <laughs> and funny because he met his first wife Kim Basinger on a film set. Yeah. And he met his current wife Hilaria on I a swing set. I believe it was uh, a swing set. <laughs> that was one of the funniest ones that, that we heard on there. That's good. Um, also, uh, DJ Khaled uh, welcomed uh, the birth of, of their uh, baby boy. Man, I wish so. I could just be famous for screaming my name. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Look at Little good. John. Honestly, DJ yeah, Khaled's yeah. very overrated. I'm sorry. He, he, he's all he does is go, most, DJ Khaled. He's the most overrated. No, uh, Little John's the most overrated. But I'll say, th- but I'll say this. made him famous. Yeah, I'll say this true. in favor of DJ Khaled. Homeboy, you know, he got his check. Right. And he's on. He's still on right, TV. Right. <laughs> so somebody thinks he's still relevant. Right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Good for you, dude. So, of course, we talked about babies, and there's some birthdays to announce. Uh, yeah. Barbara Walters is 90 today. Oh, really? Barbara Walters. Yeah. Michael Douglas, legendary actor, is 75. Oh, wow. All right. Model actress Cheryl Teagues is 72. Cheryl Teagues. Yeah, speaking of Michael Douglas, 72. is there going to be another Ant-Man movie? Because I heard rumors it's like It 50/50. wasn't on the Phase 4 schedule. So no, it wasn't. I, it's not in the foreseeable somebody said they might, not, they might not do they'll, one they'll now. They'll do one, but it's not in the foreseeable uh, phase, yeah, okay. though. Um, it will have to be beyond Phase 4. Yeah. If, if it happens. Personally, I don't like it. Anything on Phase Four? I mean, it's just me. I don't know. Well, we haven't. Let's give it a chance, man. Let's okay. give it a chance because it's still, happens. You know, it's still early. It's still early. They're um, starting. You know, they just fin- they wrapped up Infinity Saga, man. They got yeah. they're starting yeah, again. Yeah. You know, we've got to you know relax, recharge the batteries, and then yeah. it just starts. Well, then we'll jump back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for another twenty. There was movies. no Marvel news this week. There no, wasn't no, any Marvel news no, this week. Yeah. yeah. So there was DC news and no Marvel. A lot of DC, news. but no Marvel oh, news this week. Oh, we gotta weird. wait for we gotta wait for Disney Plus to open up, man. Yeah. Then, then, then oh, that news is just gonna come pouring in. Yeah. We got a huge birthday to announce. Ooh. Luke Skywalker. That's right, Fucking guys. Sixty eight today. He's that old? Yeah. Yeah, man. Can you believe that? Actor Michael Madsen is sixty one today. Oh, all right. Heather Lock. Wait, wait a second. Michael Madsen is younger than Luke Skywalker. Yes, he yeah. is. That, that seems kind of yeah. off, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a little crazy. Yeah, Mr. Blonde himself. Yeah. Heather Locklear, mm-hmm. a legendary actress, is 58. I, sh- I wonder if she's still, like, beating people up and stuff. Didn't she, like, get in she, trouble she was, for, she for assault? She was a little crazy like yeah. Aaron Carter for yeah. a while. Yeah. Started assaulting Ho- people. Yeah, hopefully she'll be okay. Yeah, she did. Yeah. yeah. Actress Ada Turturro from Sopranos is 57. Oh, wow. Okay. Tate Donovan from the OC's 56, um, and uh, actress Maria Doyle Kennedy. Um, wonder if there's any relation. Yeah, from Orphan Black. Is she a Kennedy? Like a Kennedy Kennedy? I don't think so, yeah. Like she's Jamie 50, Kennedy? She's 55 today. All right. Um, she's like a Jamie Kennedy Dude, Kennedy. Th- there's a lot of <laughs> big names on birthdays today. Will Smith's 51. Oh, really? 50? He looks good for 51. Yeah. I didn't realize he was that young. Will he still looks. Like, yeah. He still looks like he's in his 30s, though. Yeah. Black don't crack, man. 
That <laughs> cocoa butter is yeah, fucking fat to you. Cocoa butter is man. It's just don't use the Sammy Sosa brand because he go. said that's what made him. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if it's all Sammy Sosa. Is yeah, that what exactly. our boy, the the Cal Drogo of DMV, uses? Yeah. Cocoa butter. <laughs> there you go. Hal Sparks from Queer as Folk. Yep. Fifty. Fifty. Okay. Catherine Zeta Jones is fifty as well. Still a snack. And well, wait, wait a second. They have the same birthday. Catherine yeah. Zeta Jones. So, so they have a birthday. That's really odd. Yeah. Michael Douglas and so Catherine Zeta Jones. Twenty-five years apart. To the day. To the day. That's really. And she's that's st- really and crazy. she is still a snack. Still a snack. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's she's still a little cu- she's still a little cutie <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, Catherine Zeta Jones. Good for uh, you. Let's see, Bridget Wilson Sampras from I Know What You Did Last Summer is forty-six. All right. Actress Clea Duvall from Heroes is 42. Mm-hmm. Chris Owen, the Shermanator from American Pie, the is 39. I heard that dude just like went back to just waiting tables or some shit. He actually did was he? in a commercial recently. Oh, oh that's good. Yeah. Good he, for did, him. he did the uh, Philadelphia Comic Con, the Wizard that's World. Cool. Good. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Make that money, dude. T.I., Rapper T.I. is 39. Um, you can have whatever you like. Yep. Uh, Zach Woods from The Office and Silicon Valley is 35. Zach Woods. Zach Woods, Who yeah. the fuck is that? I'm um, watching The Office right now. Yeah. So. Oh, Zach Woods. Oh, I know who Zach Woods. He's the same one in the Silicon yeah, Valley. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lee Rollins. That guy. That guy. That guy. The, the gangly lung. Yes, that, yeah. That's a good way to describe he's, him. He's like, you look up gangly in the <laughs> dictionary. There's fucking <laughs> Zach Woods. I think the same of the guy. That I guess in, next week is Zach Woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, who's the actor in um, the Above Water, the, the um, Guillermo del Toro movie? That's who. That's, that's oh, I know yeah, who that guy. Paul, yeah. Paul Jones, I think. Yeah, yeah. He Paul reminds Jones. me. It's another description of that character. Gangly. Yes. Gangly, right? Gangly. Um, and actor Jordan Garvaris of Orphan Black is thirty, and Emmy Clark from Monk is twenty-eight. That's celebrity birthdays today. Happy birthday! Man. Happy birthday! And let's close out a couple WWE tidbits. Uh, first of all, big things going with WWE, as you know, they're gearing up for. They're a Raw season premiere and their SmackDown premiere on Fox. That Fox one's going to be up. huge, isn't so it? So let's first talk about what's going to happen on Raw season premiere next Monday, guys. Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins official for Raw next Monday. Uh, Rey won a fatal five-way yes. elimination match on Raw. Um, also, Cedric Alexander will be challenging AJ Styles um, for the U.S. title. So we'll see a, that match again. Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman will appear. The Miz will host See, I, Miz I don't TV. Get that. Why is Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman just showing up random just to say a couple the, things and then leave because and then not come back to another be, pay-per-view? Because they're a rating spike. And you yeah. know Brock is going to be on both shows. Well, he's going to be on SmackDown from he's, Fox. Right, he's definitely going to be there. Yep. So Miz hosts Miz TV with Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's going to be great. Um, and Sasha Banks uh, takes on Lexa Bliss. So that's going to be amazing, yes. but they're really pulling out all the stops for SmackDown's debut on Fox. Stone Cold Steve Austin slated to appear. Do you know what? I think Stone Cold should be like added like as a GM or something. I think he would be an awesome GM. I kind of like him as a chef. I don't think he has a, the time and the schedule to do appearances every week. But well, well he does that. He does things. it one TV show. But it's like yeah. It's like he, he, it kind of seems like he's doing that on his own like <laughs> ranch during his free time. Right. But he's, it's like he's probably just like hanging out in his ranch. Yeah, that too. No, I'm just you thinking know. he would be an awesome like drinking beer on hunting. camera GM. He, he would be good, and of course, every time the thing is, is that it's really special moment when Steve Austin comes on. Yeah, it really is. So if we have it every week, it could get a little 
It wouldn't yeah. be as it wouldn't be as as special. magical. It wouldn't be as magical. No, nah. just use Hogan. Hogan could Hogan could be something. See, Hogan, Hogan could do something because that poor guy needs a paycheck. He does, and after the fallout from the yeah. end, end gate, yeah, um, yeah. end bomb gate. So you know, yeah. you know that happens unfortunately. You know. um, so SmackDown on, on on October 4th will also showcase Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens in a ladder match. Wow, Shane McMahon big, still doing big it. Yeah, but wasn't Kevin Owens fired? How that so like this big stipulation, so basically Shane's lawyers will have documents um, hanging in a briefcase above the ring. Per the stipulations, if Kevin Owens will stay fired and drop his $25 million wrongful termination lawsuit against Shane if he loses. If Owens wins... Shane will be forced to leave the WWE. There is inside rumors that Kevin Owens is going to be on NXT. Hmm. Uh, just wants to transition to kind you of know, bring those okay, rating, yeah. the ratings up. I really wish on all, Wednesday night. It would be right. nice if all court decisions were settled this way. <laughs> yeah, that's how it should be. <laughs> and the know. ring and a ladder match, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know what? You two want to get divorced? Good. Get in the ring. <laughs> that's a really good idea. You know a lot. Of, you know, yeah, yeah, dude. But yeah, but like I said, um, uh, NXT um, now See, on. I have, I have mixed USA thoughts Network. on NXT though. It's like you were taking champions from other organizations and putting them in the developmental thing. I just don't. But I they, just they don't, don't like that. They don't consider it developmental anymore. They consider it a third know, brand. But, but still, it was for a long time it was considered developmental. It's now like, it's not. They're yeah. going in a new direction. In fact, you'll have, you'll see uh, talent going back to NXT like Tyler Breeze. Yeah, and yeah, Killin, and Killin Dane that want. A, a, bitter, a bigger spot. Yeah, spotlight, I mean, that's you know? There's too many it's, guys on the it, WWE ra- roster right now. Right. It's easy to get lost in the shuffle, so we're going to see that. Um, so the big match for SmackDown's premiere on Fox is Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston. Yeah. That's going to be for the WWE Championship. That's going to be a huge match. We have uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair teaming up against Bailey and Sasha Banks. Okay. We'll have uh, Hall of Famers, Ho- Hulk Hogan, Sting, Ric Flair, Booker T, Lita, Mick Foley, Kurt Angle, Bill Goldberg. Trish Stratus, Mark Henry, and Jerry Lawler, among many others, will be on SmackDown. Now, what about premiere. Goldberg? Is he going to face Dolph Ziggler? Because I mean, was that a so, real? Do you think that was a work, or do you so think they were just kind of? So I guess let's, let's bring the audience up to speed. So okay. there was um, an altercation that happened between Bill Goldberg and Dolph Ziggler in Las Vegas. So apparently, a lot of people were thinking, "Is this a legit fight? Was it scripted? Was it?" Now you have to think Goldberg and Dolph Ziggler had a match at. That last pay-per-view, Yeah, you're right. right. Yeah. At SummerSlam, correct? Mm-hmm. And Dolph Ziggler is really good so at selling moves. So we're talking so. the same two. I really think it's a big work, dude. You think? I, 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 really, I think the news outlets wanted to sell it the way, the same way when Ronda Rousey uh, did that promo against the WWE. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, I'm thinking of doing a very similar thing and then maybe have a rematch between Dolph and, and Goldberg. See, I feel you sorry know? for Dolph because he's actually a really good wrestler, but he's, an he's awesome so wrestler. good at selling the moves. Yes. It's like they always have, he has to kind of like, be the heel and lose all the time because yeah he, he just sells everything so well. But I think they're going to continue this on SmackDown, and I don't know. They apparently they still said it that it was a legit fight that happened in Las Vegas, but I don't know. I I have a feeling they want to keep this really guarded yeah. as a secret work. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they want to do. And Goldberg, it's like you don't know what Goldberg you're going to get. I mean, like the Goldberg versus Undertaker was awful. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that match or not. I mean, yeah, that was. The I match don't know if they just weren't ready for Arabia. it or if it's just yeah. Now I don't know what how how WWE will handle um, the situation with that journalist because now it's they they did reveal that that journalist that was killed in Saudi Saudi Arabia was linked to that uh, you know. Oh, was he? Oh. Was the, one of the the higher ranking. Mm, yeah, there's a uh, Saudi officials. So oh, uh, man, I don't know. Snap. 
and that, that's a that's a lot of blood money if the WWE is willing to still yep. work in a country that killed an American journalist. Yeah, well, I mean, no a lot of guys won't even go over there, and some guys aren't allowed over there. Like Alistair Black's banned from there because he's got tattoos or something that that, well, that would he, be offensive. They say right? he's satan. The, he has a satanic type of gimmick. Yeah, and they say that kind of like is against. Sami Zayn is of Syrian descent. They wouldn't yeah, allow you him. Don't want to allow yeah. them over that there. Apparently, that's frowned upon. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but apparently they're g- they're going to do a um, another draft on Raw and SmackDown. I have a feeling uh, Brock Lesnar will be on SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, I think for ratings, if nothing else, and I, mean, I, I think he he probably m- and could win the title uh, in the debut match. See, it's possible. It's possible. I, I mean, I think you're going. I think you're right on that. It's just yeah. I, I just don't like to see Brock. See Brock Lesnar. I don't know if he has the true skills anymore. I mean. He's a big guy. He can fight. And I don't even know if he can even fight fight anymore because, like, he went in for a UFC <sighs> match and had to back out. So I don't know if it was because, hey, I was on steroids at one time. I don't, I'm not going to say he was or wasn't, but, I mean, there was something. Oh, he was tested he, positive. He, he tested positive. positive. Yeah, he was tested but, positive. I mean, but then, then <laughs> Let's he, started get that right. losing, he started losing muscle for a while. Like, he was going to get back to fighting, and then all of a sudden he just cancels the fight. It's like that means something happened where – Either he tests positive again, or he realizes he can't fight anymore. So now he's back with the WWE as a secondary thing. Uh, it, it, I don't know what to call it secondary because they're, they're definitely paying him. They're paying him good money, but a I mean, ton I, of money. I just and don't want to. I just don't think he. And maybe a, he doesn't appreciate it. He does. I know he hates wrestling fans. I, I think but, he does, and I, but I, I just don't think. He's, at the end of the day, you know, he's appreciating. I mean, being with paid the, for what he's without doing. Paul Heyman, he can't even talk. It's like that's that's yeah. the problem. But I'm glad they're getting rid of the um, the um, wild card rule because I think yeah, the, I think that's good. I think it's better to keep the brand the brand separated, you know. And just like I think it's a good idea to have Sami Zayn talk for Shinsuke yeah. because I mean it's like Shinsuke I mean because language barrier he just can't portray yeah. his so I mean character had, as well yeah yeah so now you have a guy who's a good talker with a good wrestler so I think that's going to help his character. I out think a it's going to be great too. And the next pay per view uh, is Hell in a Cell. Um, just a couple matches have been announced that Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, will be taking Oh, I want to see Rollins. that. That's going to be a good match. Yep. Sasha then, Banks. Now, now, what are your theories on the Bray Wyatt one? Um, because it's yeah, like... You know what? I, it's possible that you think... I don't know, man. This is Hell in the Cell. I, it's possible, man. Bray Wyatt could walk out. Because, I mean, the thing Universal is, champion, it's dude. Like they, he could. Poor Bray Wyatt early on was his early character. They just kind of pushed him to the Bray Wyatt, he don't lost forget, all the time. he's a former WWE champion. So. I know, but, I mean, as, so as, he, as I said, with his former character, they just kind of – I don't think you can have the Fiend yeah. lose in his first match. Yeah, and, and, he, and he hasn't lost match. yet. Yes. So And it's a Hell in the Cell, and there definitely has to be a winner, right? Mm-hmm. I think I think Bray Wyatt could win the title. I really think he can. So we'll have to see what happens. Um, and this is going to be a great match, Hell in a Cell, Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch. So that's going to be great. And a big tag team match, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan taking on Harper and Rowan. So uh, Luke Harper returned yeah. on the, at the Class of Champions. So. I mean, do you think that was a work with him like being out for a while? Or do you think he just finally came around and said, hey, uh, um, I'll just be happy with you guys and just kind of do whatever? Yeah, no, I guess we don't really know what happened behind the scenes, but he definitely was unhappy. And he was gone situation. for a long time. Right. And he wasn't injured. They just didn't know no. what to do do with him yeah and they promoted uh eric rowan to a top program with brian yeah dan o'brien and yeah i guess yeah they brought back uh and harper's great he's a fantastic yeah. worker he's a big guy that can work really yeah. well yeah there's not a lot of those so, in the wwe um, right now yeah so it's a big week for wrestling in general as you know aew dynamite premieres october 2nd is that aew's first show is that film on tnt somebody said the first one's gonna be and it's be filmed in capital one arena in washington dc that's right man are you gonna go to that or um i don't think i'm slated to go i don't think it's live i think it's a taping if i'm if not if i'm not 
mistaken, but this will be a TNT. As you know, the former Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, yep. will be there. Um, How's his health? Wasn't he hurt? Is he is he better now or is uh, John Moxley? He's appearing live, so, so if he was hurt, um, then it's possible he'd just be making an appearance. Okay. But uh, and of course, your current AEW champion Chris Jericho should be in the uh, in the mix. But yeah, Did you ever that's see Chris be... Jericho in concert? He's awesome as with I've Fozzie. seen Fozzie actually once. One time I did, they had a small show in Baltimore um, after um, a Raw many years ago. I, went I saw him there. a couple times up in uh, Lancaster. I mean, he's, and the funny thing is, he'll yeah. stop his concert in the middle concert if people aren't into it. Yeah. And he'll just sit there and wait until people kind of get into it. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. He was actually recently on uh, the season finale of America's Got Talent. Oh, was he? Made an appearance on there. So there you go. And um, I think Impact Wrestling, because of the, a lot of the changes in the schedule, yep. have decided to move their show over to Tuesday nights. Now that SmackDown does yeah, not have, a yeah, I think a that's slot a smart anymore. idea. So, which is a smart idea, and I don't think anybody's watching Impact Wrestling, unfortunately. I, I, I certainly, I start. personally like Ring of Honor. I think Ring of Honor is. You good. still watch Ring of Honor? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, big news with WWE and Hollywood stuff as Ronda Rousey will be headed to ESPN Plus later this month for season two of her docu series, Why We Fight. And I think even better is that Ronda Rousey will be on this season of Total Divas. Oh really? Yes, she'll be one of the featured divas, which I think is awesome. So, I think we're just. Gonna, a, do you think she's coming back, or do you? Think well, she's, she's still under contract, so I think on her contract was time off too. Oh, okay. So you know she worked a lot, a rigorous schedule for a while. Yeah. And she just. Well, because I heard she wanted to have a family and take a year or two off. Uh, I don't think she's gonna have the family just yet. I think she's gonna still uh, do. She's gonna be a total divas. She just uh, got a gig on nine one one on Fox. Oh, cool. Season cool. three, she's playing um, a firefighter, a fearless firefighter on there. Um, so really, she's a firefighter. I picture her as a police officer. More I can see her as a firefighter. Right. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm, I can't wait to see Ronda Rousey on Total Divas because you get to see her more yeah. of re- the real side of Ronda, which premieres on October 2nd. So. Yeah, ironically, I was almost a real-life firefighter. Look for it, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, another new cast member is Sonya Deville. She'll be joining the Total oh, cool. Divas cla- cast as well. Um, and... Um, and uh, Batista will be uh, in a new Gears of War 5 video game. Oh, yeah. yeah, I heard. yeah. Are you a fan of that? Uh, I am a fan of that. So uh, there have been talks about him wanting to headline a Gears of War movie, which would be yeah. awesome. It's all about fucking meatheads. Oh, he, he, looks just, he looks like Marcus <laughs> um, So, yeah. So it's a, it's part of a like a downloadable content for... Um, like multiplayer stuff. They have okay. that. They have like a Terminator vibe going on. Right. So you can play as like Sarah Connor with the new Dark Fate movie coming okay. out. and It's cool. We got to have a, a gamer segment with you. We really do need to have a yep. gamer segment, man. Yeah, I can totally. Big, yeah, maybe I'm a big gamer. But you'd have to do the preparations. Uh, I could, okay. All uh, right. We give you like a, sh- a spotlight. Okay. We we'll have to give you theme music and everything. I'm cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Maybe you can highlight a particular game uh, every time you're on. Sure. I think that sounds like a sure. fun idea. Oh, yeah, man. I can do that. Yeah, that could be a fun. Yeah. And that's have, you guys all... have you guys ever met Dave Batista? Yes. I have, yeah. I have. Yeah. yeah. Both of us. yeah. He's, he's, he's actually from D.C. Yeah, yeah I, I work with him on uh, mm-hmm. the, the Escape Plan 3, which was uh, Escape. Yeah, that's really cool. And, and yeah. I met him at Awesome Con. Cool. Yes. Yeah, he yeah, is. He's, he's like cool so laid guy. back. And yeah. Like like people were trying to rush people through the lines and stuff. Uh-huh. Right. And he was just like, fuck off. We're having conversations here. And he would literally talk to each and every person. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's how he is. He's a cool just mellow dude. Yeah. What I think was cool about Dave, he's half Filipino, half yeah. Greek. Yeah. And yeah. knowing that I was Filipino, we kind of had that, you know, chat. Oh, that's cool. Now, I Greek. chat. I ch- yeah, you're the Greek part. Yeah, I'm yeah. the Filipino part. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but this is kind of like our... our uh, if we did one of these numbers here... There's symbionts. We would turn into yeah, <laughs> 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 take all three of us. 
we had one Dave Batista. <laughs> we turned it. We yep. <laughs> a Dave Batista shooting in uh, Atlantic City, Army yep. of the Dead, as you know. Yeah. I've been um, put in for that, but I mean, yeah, directed by Zack Snyder. So um, I know Kiri oh, Casting. getting back to work. Kiri Casting is doing uh, casting yeah. for background for. For uh, Casino Patriots and for zombies. Did you put in for that? I mean, I, I know it. neither one of us is going to be zombies. Zombies have to be like super skinny people. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. not going to pull that I think off. you would be a totally sick looking zombie. Yeah, well, I You would have to be like, hey, a, like the boss no, zombie. You know what? The last time I played a zombie, I had three hours of makeup, I got CGI scanned, and they cut the scene because they changed the movie. God I, was, damn. I was on Last Witch Hunter, and there was a yeah. scene. Where they would have had me as a zombified medieval knight or an axe and cross yeah. soldier, as they call it. That would have been cool. And I had a fight scene. And they, they cut, cut it, it because they want they wanted to do a sequel, so they took that whole scene out because mm-hmm. those guys couldn't have died to keep yeah. Vin Diesel alive for a sequel. So it's like that's stupid. It's like that, that's so disappointing. <laughs> but I, I think uh, we've, we've uh, yeah reached the end of our broadcast. Yeah, tonight. Yeah. We've talked about everything in the world good. of entertainment. We, we finally talked about wrestling. We haven't been able yeah. to talk wrestling for a while. Yeah, I'm not a wrestling guy, so it's good to get someone okay. in here. Get, get Moore out by football himself. Football? With I mean, the, I'm think? usually, uh, yeah, usually on my own when I talk wrestling, but yeah. that was well, fan and was yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, thanks again, Mr. Paul Wallace, actor right, extraordinaire. Yeah, buddy. From The Outsiders, we have Mr. Big Nick, a.k.a. The Captain. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain speaking. Thank you for flying out of BT and B, and, you know, don't stand up in the airplane until it comes to a complete stop. I love it. So closing out tonight's show, as you know, we always feature on-location interviews. So this one's great for you fans of FX's Legion. Um, I got to talk to legendary actor Bill Irwin Okay. at the carpet of uh, It Takes a Lunatic. Now, It Takes a Lunatic is a documentary about one of the legendary acting coaches, uh, Wynn Hanman, who is well into his 90s and still an active acting coach in New York. That's cool. Oh, man. And That's some of awesome. his students included Bill Irwin and actor Michael Douglas. Oh, wow. Really? Man. Right. So, unfortunately, a... myself and my guest co-host, Lauren Francesca, didn't get a full interview with Michael Douglas, but I did talk to Bill Irwin. That's cool. Lauren that does awesome. get to ta- ask one question to Michael Douglas, and he she does sort of, like, respond to that. But it, it's worth to, to mention that we do have Michael Douglas sound bites here. That's and, awesome. And on Below the Belt Show. That's pretty awesome. And my that's interview cool. with actor Bill Irwin, which is was yeah, pretty awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. So ending tonight's awesome Below the Belt Show. Thanks so much for everybody here. Thanks so much, Teach Grant from yeah. Chapter 2. Good Thanks interview. so much to Jason Alonzo and, uh, and Norris from Ground Zero Pro Wrestling in San Diego. So, guys, we will see you guys. Next week, until then, peace. Al Soto, along with Lauren Francesca. We're here at the red carpet, the Tribeca Film Festival. It takes a lunatic, a documentary film about the teachings of a great acting coach, Wynn Handman. Yes, and it does take a lunatic to be an actor. So I am so excited to watch this movie at Tribeca's premiere right now. I'm really excited. Thanks, Al. I'm excited. To also interview such great celebrities that will be here as Michael Douglas, yes. Richard Gere, Bill Irwin, the list goes on yeah. and on, yes. and the man himself, Robert De Niro. Amazing. So more to come with Click on This here at Tribeca Film Festival, the BMCC Theater. A, a Manhattanite that's even rarer. That's amazing. Now, did you study with Lynn? Yes, I did. That's amazing. Well, it was. He was a great teacher, and he was uh, one of the only acting teachers that was ever kind they usually kill you, and he, he, he gave such love to his students.
that it's um, worth mentioning. And any tips for actors out there trying to make it? Don't do it. Don't do it. Be a doctor, be a lawyer, make a living. Uh, you have to want to do it so badly that you can endure the rejection, which is always considerable. And how do you, how do you deal with the rejection? Well, I didn't have a choice. It was the only thing I ever loved and ever wanted to do, so I thought about how to make it from the moment I opened my eyes in the morning until I closed them at night. And I, I made rounds, which is hard to do these days because everything is digital. But um, my father booted me out of the house every morning and said, it's time to make rounds. And he was right. What, what is making rounds? Oh, you see? Making rounds is visiting casting offices and producers' offices and making friends with the secretaries at the front because they'll be the agents to come in another year or two and you want them to remember you. Uh -huh. And uh, that's what making rounds is. Now, you just go and you wouldn't, you just, they, they wouldn't throw you out? They did, they tried to throw you out and you uh, often did get thrown out. Uh, but the, every once in a while, if you made 10 office visits a day, you'd be let in three times. And all you need is to be let in once to somebody who believes in you. And then you start to be sent out to auditions, and you may get one out of every 50 auditions you do, but you learn each time you do one. Well, that's, that's amazing advice for me, an actor. Now, what is, what is working with Woody Allen? How was that? Did you all have to audition? or? I had to audition five times for him because he didn't think I was any good at all. And David Merrick, who produced the play that I was in. Which play? I was in five shows for David Merrick back to back from the time I was 26 until I was 33. And uh, the first one I had to audition for five times because Woody didn't think I was uh, good enough. And then he came to see me in a play on Broadway in which I replaced Robert Redford. And I was in it for 18 months. And he came into my dressing room. I'd never met him before. And he said, you're very good. Uh, uh, how come you're such a bad auditioner? And I, said, you know, I said, well, I have to know the lines and I have to believe that they think I can play the part. There's a lot involved. But we became pals after that. That's amazing. That's amazing. My uncle worked with David. Um, my uncle's Dan Serretta. Do you know? Do you oh, work sure. With yes, I did. Yes, I did. As a matter of fact, I think I might have just seen him. At the Dancers Over 40? That's right. That's we were so both funny. there. Yeah, we were chatting backstage together. That's so funny. Nice guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, great see you. Congratulations you. on all your success. Well, thank you. Good luck nice to you. Nice to meet you. Thanks. <laughs> just make sure we got solid. Right, cool. Perfect. Howdy. Hi. All right, guys. We're actor extraordinaire Bill Irwin. So was Wynn Hanman uh, an acting coach uh, at any time point in your career? Here is my interesting story. I find it interesting. I never took a class with Wynn, but he was a producer that brought me and two other guys in a show from San Francisco. He flew out to San Francisco saw the show we were doing and brought us to the American Place Theater in, what year were you born? I don't know if I want to say oh, on okay. camera. You don't have to say. <laughs> it, it was probably not long after you were born. 82 was, we, we came from San Francisco. Wynn brought us and said, oh, you guys have got to do New York uh, off-Broadway. And that changed my life. So you're here on the red carpet. Oh, yeah. Tribeca. Any other particular screenings you're looking forward to? There's one I'm missing at this very moment. Right when Wynn's film is screening, there's a beautiful film, I'm told, a, a doc on Lil Buck Riley, a Memphis juke dancer, and one of the just the most 
incredible artists alive today, young young artists alive today. Well, you've had a, a career that has spanned decades. Has anything <laughs> has anything stood out as the highlight of your career so far? Well, I was asked about a film a moment ago, and uh, there's a great gift. I just out of the blue, I got to do a film with Jonathan Demi called Rachel Getting Married. It's a great gift. Didn't make very much money, but uh, it's just, it was like doing a play with these with those collaborators. And so it's a, I hope there's another thing like that sometime in my life. Of course, you're a part of Legion. Uh, yeah. Season three uh, uh, drops this June, right? It does drop this June. Nice. Eight episodes. The final eight episodes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are you sad to see it go? I am. I'm very sad to see it go. Just especially because we just started to figure out who we were and what we were doing. And that brought the three seasons arc to a close. Noah Hawley is a genius. He might be here someplace tonight. And yeah, I hope he's uh, thinking of me the next thing. Next thing he does too. Wow. So how, how is it like working with that great class, Aubrey Plaza, Dan, and, Dan. And, and Rachel? I mean, first of all, Aubrey is like one of the funniest persons I've ever met. She's wild. <laughs> and I think she found things in the three years on Legion. I think she'd agree that she didn't necessarily know she had three years ago. She's the deepest kind of wild actress. Do any of the younger cast look up to you as kind of a mentor and maybe as a coach? They all all pretend to. I'm sure they're very kind about it. No, my closest colleague on that show, we played sort of the same character, Amber Midthunder. She and I are exactly 55-0 years apart, so... uh, that, that was a perspective we always had. <laughs> it all brings out the perspective. Bill, thanks so much for talking to us here at the red carpet. Yep. Oh, it takes a lunatic. Uh, Michael, love to talk to you. You got it. You got it. It's pretty cool, yeah. This is, this is pretty cool. Uh, Win Hammond was my acting teacher 50 years ago. 50 years ago, and uh, he's been, he's a, he's an icon and integral part of uh, theater in uh, in this city and in the world. First nonprofit company, so this is a really treat. Takes a lunatic, and he was a lunatic. Uh, That's the title of the show, Um, and I'm really happy to be here. Really proud for him. Uh, He just finished teaching my son. Uh, 50 years later, he's still, he's still getting acting lessons at 97 years old. What? What's that? <laughs> Michael, Michael, the Kaminsky I'm sorry? The, Kamins- the Kaminsky Method, is it based on which? No, I, got a, I certainly got a few ideas. So. I loved it, congratulations. for Michael Douglas. Yes. This is how it goes. Is that the story of your life? Is, I'm always waiting for Michael Douglas. Uh, all right, go, shoot. All right, oh my God. So are you a, you're an actor from New York? I am from New York, yes. How long, forever? Like you originally from New York? I'm from, uh, although, I, yeah, I mean, I've been here for a long time. I feel like, what, um, where did you get your start? Like, what was your first project? Uh, I was, uh, I was seven years old. I did a school play. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been uh, I've been in the business. You don't know who I am, do you? You have no I, idea who I am. Were you Were you in Wolf of Wall Street? No. Can I get a picture with you? No. I'm sorry. 
Well, it has been a ill show tonight and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying. Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.